this will be the final word in the story of Skywalker. Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. Get tickets now. And now, from the Emerald City of Seattle, it's the Mike Seibert Radio Podcast. Your home for pop culture, Transformers, independent artists, interviews, Transformers, and stuff and things. Also, sometimes Transformers. And now, here he is, the man who has a master's in advanced burrito, Mike Seibert. <laughs> Thank you, Dave, and welcome back to Mike Seibert Radio. I am your host. If you'd like to get a hold of me, I am at Mike Seibert Radio. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, right into the mailbag. Mike Seibert Radio at Mike Seibert Radio at gmail.com and call the voicemail hotline 231 224 Mike. That's 231 224 6453. And this week, the dead speak! The dead speak! Because <laughs> we are talking about uh, Star Wars Episode 9, The Rise of the Skywalker, but I am not here by myself. Why are you we calling dead. <laughs> Terrible opening crawl. The dead Terrible. speak. The dead speak. The dead, speaking of the dead speak, uh, Killing Spree is here with us, uh, former host of Late Night Death. How are you doing? The dead speak. I'm, 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 I'm done with Star Wars. I am just done. <laughs> Okay, well, that, that's as good a place to start as any. Uh, our, our next guest, uh, the Dead Speak. Um, so, so Luke, our, um, it, it's been a it's been a red hot minute. Are, are we st- <laughs> now? If I remember correctly, in our time at the KGRG together, I was pretty much the only person that called you Cool Guy Luke, right? Um, I mean, not exactly. I feel like. I feel like you were beating that drum louder than anybody else, but um, th- there were others. Yes, but the dead speak. So uh, <laughs> leave so. it to Mike to beat a dead horse. You know, yeah, you a know, five-year-old pe- dead horse too. <laughs> at that, it's still alive though. Like I haven't, I haven't. Th- the interesting thing about that nickname is I haven't really done anything to like. Well, besides having it on the board, uh-huh. but whoever reads that. Um, but I haven't done anything to like try and keep that going. I don't introduce myself that way because it okay. kind of feels pretentious. But like. There's always been somebody who picks it up and carries mm-hmm. the torch, and then other people start referring to me that way. So, like, it's kept going this whole time. I got you. So, so you don't self-identify as cool guy Luke, but yet you uh, you you don't shirk away from it exactly. Whenever. So, yeah. more or less, uh, <laughs> one entire eternity later, I can introduce <laughs> you as KGRGFM's cool guy Luke. Yeah, very good. That's me. So, and Luke, it has been, I think if my memory is correct, you and I and Killing Spree have not talked about a Star War since 2015's The Force Awakens. You know what? That's probably true. We're, we've we've talked about other movies since then, but I don't think we've talked about a, a Star Wars movie since Were me then. and Luke even on during the same time period for that recording? Because I remember there was a that was an revolving ensemble cast. cast. We recorded that over the course of like... A month. A month or so. Yeah. So I don't even know. Because everybody and their mother had something to say. Uh-huh. 
I, I'm still actually kind of proud of how that episode came through. I know, I know there was a couple bits that, that I kind of made uh, uh, creative and time choices with, but I, you know, I, I, I think for the way that we recorded it uh, almost five years ago here at the uh, college radio station studios of KGRG, uh, KGRG FM HD1 Auburn. Also. We don't uh, sorry. need to do that. I, I don't have to. We're read, not live. Don't have to read a legal ID on a <laughs> on a podcast. Um, and that is the sound of everybody tuning out. Now, um, so so let me let me kind of take a step back and just kind of reestablish the scene a little bit. We are recording the special episode in the studios of KGRG FM eighty nine point nine and uh, at Green River College in Auburn. As we kicked out whoever was supposed to be here, I didn't even get their name. I just threw them out. Very good. <laughs> they weren't as important. They clearly were not as important. I, I love that we're maintaining the kayfabe that there there's actually like people staffing this radio station. You don't acknowledge <laughs> kayfabe didn't immediately break it, Mike. What are you, WWE? Yes. Well. <laughs> Until now, <laughs> so uh, so we all used to do radio together at, at various times, um, and now we have uh, come back together uh, to talk about I the mean, the rises. I mean, it hasn't been that long since I've been here at the studio. Well, you're currently here, yeah. So you don't got that excuse, exactly. <laughs> so, and Luke, you are the the current music director of KGRG FM, right? Yes. And that's a title you've held for I mean two three years now. It's been it, it, coming up on like two years, I think. Wow, that's that's pretty awesome. So that's fun. So since since we're doing so much uh, uh, KGRG nostalgia and grab ass here, could you uh, <sighs> could you it, since you are the person that is currently part of the station, we're just uh, squatting and and using the equipment. Did you come through the secret entrance? Yes, of course he did. You're you're not supposed to acknowledge that. Oh yeah. I mean, I, there's no other way you could have gotten in. I think my key card Shh. still works. Really? Because mine has been canceled so many times. I mean, I've had to go renew it. Oh, no. Cool guy Luke is canceled. <laughs> cancel culture strikes again. Damn cancel culture. I don't even know what I did. This is off the what rails. What didn't you do? In a big, bad way. True. So Okay. So, you were saying. So, Luke, in a very brief nutshell, could you explain to folks at, at home that are thinking that they are getting a rousing discussion of Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, and they're like, they keep talking about this college radio station like it's a thing. Before we jump into the movie, could you explain to folks what what the deal with KGRG is? Okay. Uh, KGRG is the radio station that is um, run by Green River College, but really it's run by student volunteers, mm -hmm. uh, pretty much all the the day-to-day -day operations. So... Um, <clears throat> We uh, we have a program here. It's the broadcast journalism program. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's pretty much how everyone gets started is through taking a couple of different classes um, that that get you involved and get you like hands-on experience here at the radio station. Um, I mean, not everybody who is involved is necessarily taking radio classes, but that's I mean, really the the great thing about it is that. Um, it's it's a volunteer run radio station um and pretty much everyone's a student or has been yeah. at one time or another um but yeah anybody can sign up anyone can take the couple of classes to to get involved and um anyone can get real life hands-on experience in a real radio yeah. station um our our actual uh 
our actual reach, like our signal, doesn't really go very far. Although we are on the internet, so theoretically you could listen to us anywhere you have an internet connection. So yeah, because you you got a you got an app. You There's got, a KGRG app. Yep, you can download that. And you got a website. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very good. Um, and so what what does um, what is entailed in being the music director? Um, so really, it's it's my job both to figure out like new music that we want to play because we're always adding um, new stuff because. Our format here is, well, officially it's called Today's Rock, mm-hmm. so it, we try to play as much like current um, current rock music from, I mean, really a whole lot of different subgenres. Yeah. Not, not playing the same shit over and over again like KISW? Right? Yeah. Trying to be as, as non-repetitive as possible. Um, so yeah, I mean, like, I pretty much have the final say. Uh, it's kind of a decision between me and programming, but the way it shakes out is it's usually it's usually me making those nice. decisions about uh, what what to play. So I mean, if if the music here is is not to your liking, I guess it's it's my fault. Gotcha. <laughs> but um, I also like there's a lot of maintenance involved too. Yeah. Um, just like running the software that. Um, that keeps the station running, uh, like the s- music scheduling, the automation software, mm-hmm. trying not to use too much jargon there, but like, um, <clears throat> uh, the, the station usually runs off of like an automated program. Yeah. So, um, it's, it's my responsibility to like, make sure we have music to play, um, and to make sure that like the, uh, playlists that are getting generated are, you know the music that we're playing is is getting scheduled in a way that like people actually want to listen to <laughs> like gotcha like we're actually playing the songs playing the songs that we have that that we want to be playing at any given time um so yeah it's both like um <clears throat> adding the new stuff and making sure that the music that we have like is getting played when it needs to be Awesome. Well, uh, one last question for you before it, it's almost like I'm trying to avoid talking about the movie. But um, so, what's what's new and current? Like, uh, do you um, do you grab that new uh, "Bring Me the Horizon" EP uh, that that just dropped? You know, I I don't know if you're bluffing here because <laughs> like I know they had an album that came out last year, so I think we've got a few a few songs off of that in pretty heavy rotation. Um, I don't. I don't think I've, I've I haven't heard of an, an EP that dropped recently, but that's it's not really a band I follow, but it's one that I do pay attention to. Ah, uh, gotcha. So I, I guess I, I baited the hook the wrong way. What? Uh, um, just to drop a couple examples of like some of some of uh, uh, because like it's been four years since I've been on the air on the regular here, and half the time wow. I played my own stuff anyway. So yeah. so yeah, and it so, wasn't bad. No, 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 and I still get to do that in uh, in podcast form uh, from time to time. But but more or less, so like today's rock is literally what's happening today. So so mm-hmm. since I'm I'm so far removed from the scene, I don't know what today's rock is. Right. I, I guess what I'm saying <laughs> is like it's like throw some bands out there that maybe folks might know. Um, well, Bring Me the Horizon is a good one to bring up uh, because they're a band that uh, has been making music for a long time and they are still making music and continuing to reinvent themselves and, and, and stuff. So uh, there's one. Um, let's see. Uh, Tiny Moving Parts is another one that we've been playing a lot of lately. 
Um, we've got like the story so far is kind of a kind of a bigger band yeah, on our yeah. on our rotation. Um, Rise Against. We play a lot of a lot of their stuff. Honestly, a lot of those songs that we were playing four years ago are probably still still getting played. Yeah, I was going to say a lot of those sound of very rotation. familiar. Um, um, so it's not like we're we don't like we're not throwing stuff away necessarily. It's uh, it's it's sort of keeping a mix of the old and the new. Um, let's see what are what are some other ones. I think uh, there there's a band called Capstan um, who are like one of my favorites that that have put out music recently they, they put out one of my favorite albums um this past year um <clears throat> they're not like the most well-known but i think they're probably going going to uh gain a lot more of a following now yeah um it, if i mean that's that's what i feel should happen but you know that that doesn't always happen <laughs> um like I try not to let our rotation be governed too much by like just what I feel like playing. I mean, it's like well, yeah. Otherwise, it would just be post rock all the time. <laughs> Re- real sad, real emo. Real I have a indie. show for that. <laughs> um, but I mean, there is kind of an intersection there. I mean it it helps yeah. it helps that a lot of this music is stuff that I I would I would listen to even if it wasn't part of my job here um so yeah i mean there's there's a lot that goes into it part of it's like do i think it's a good song to play and do i think it makes sense based on our our format or do i think people are are gonna like it um that that all goes into it i got you um so uh, lastly because uh, again we we probably should talk about the movie but um if folks wanted to uh get involved uh, here at 89.9 KGRG-FM and KGRG-FM HD1 Auburn also brackets. I, we're still not doing that. Sorry. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a running joke for like three people, and two of them are in this room with me. Maybe Dave is going to listen to this next year after he sees Rise of Skywalker, but maybe not. <laughs> I'm sorry, Luke. Um, how can yeah. folks get involved with KGRG if they want to? Uh, so the main entry point into the program is... Journalism 115 uh, recently changed from 110, but that doesn't really matter. Um, it's a class here at Green River College. Um, that's really the only class that you have to take to get involved, yeah. but it's part of a, a number of radio-related classes, mm-hmm. both on like the history of radio, on um, the the current state of radio, just like the business of broadcasting. Um, it's a pretty comprehensive uh, program we have here, um, but but the main class, like where where pretty much everybody gets started, is journalism one fifteen, and uh, most of the class is actually learning here at the radio station using our our equipment and uh, developing your your on air skills. It's very hands on. Yeah, like like we're doing here. I I'm a I'm a KGRG alumni, <laughs> and it's yeah because we're not practicing very good broadcasting. That's the cool part about a podcast. You could just do whatever whatever the hell you want. Thank you so much, cool guy Luke. I really appreciate you catching me up on that because I you know that was kind of like a hallmark of the stuff that I used to do here live on KGRG was like oh yeah this is the new quarter. When does the new quarter start? Um, it starts on January. Let's see. Uh, let me here i believe it starts on january 2nd that's oh, okay. a, that's this coming thursday perfect 
Yeah. Very good. Uh, so more information at kgrg.com or greenriver.edu? Yeah, probably probably the Green River website would be the better one to go to if you want information about classes. Very and uh, Journalism 115 is an elective. So even if you're not like... Huh? Uh, so a lot of people who come through and take the class are, are taking it as part of another degree program. But, you know, we we welcome everybody who's here for any reason whether like radio is is your aspiration or whether it's just like an interest that you want to that you want to uh look more into yeah. whether it's your aspiration or if it's your inspiration <laughs> yeah i just came up with that right now thank you cool guy luke the dead speak i'm not as good of an evangelist as you were but i am trying pretty good buddy i i appreciate you and i i appreciate you carrying on the the legacy because i think you're like the last of us <laughs> because i think you're the I'm one of them yeah, yeah the that's... last of my kind <laughs> uh the oh, and if you speed. take if you take journalism 115 there's a chance that you might get some hands-on training from me Ooh. If I decide to keep training in the next couple quarters, I don't know. I said there's a chance, not a not a very large chance, but you know. I got you. I got oh, you. Oh, you're gonna do it. Quit lying. <laughs> yeah, I, I know, <laughs> right? Pulled in again. I always do. Yes. I take on. I usually take on one trainee per quarter, and that's good enough for me. Yeah. Very cool. All right. So the dead speak, right? So <laughs> yeah, is, is that where we were? Ep- episode nine, uh, Plan Nine from Outer so, Space, and <laughs> so. Uh, I want to pose a question to everybody. You don't have to answer it now. We could yep. we could wait till the end of this discussion because our minds might be changed. Oh, I like this. So, and this is from Red Letter Media. Ah, how does it feel to have lived long enough to see all of your favorite franchises go down in flames? <laughs> Feels great. <laughs> Just something to think about. All right. He's always so positive. Yeah, I, I love it. I love it. So I uh, so Spree, do you got something? I'm just getting set up. Okay, you're getting set up. Okay, so I I would like to start uh, our discussion with a with a question: Who is this movie for? You know, nobody knows. Yeah, and, and that's and that's really one of the things that I kind of want to try to unpack here because I mean we we all have kind of like varying shades of the same feelings about the movie like uh both luke and i are pretty kind of like you know kind of middle of the road you probably dislike it maybe a little more than we do killing spree but the more i think about this movie the more i hate it fair enough and see i and i haven't reached that level of hatred i i actually like it because it is so bug nuts crazy. This movie is a coke-fueled fever dream, <laughs> and I kind of like it for that. And I, I like that it's, quite frankly, such a departure from The Last Jedi. It Be- sure is. Because, um, I mean, that this is... Uh, I don't uh, even know if this is a well, popular well, you, opinion on the internet or not, you, but... You just brought up uh, The Last Jedi, and it, thinking of... Yeah. Going from that movie to this movie, it reminds me a lot of uh, Mega Maid from Spaceballs. <laughs> She's gone from suck to blow. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I, I stomped on your drop, didn't I? You you have that? Yeah, I had a drop. Ah, oh, fuck. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, now I'm not going to play it. Okay. Because it's not fun anymore. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm really sorry. <laughs> Legit. I, I just couldn't, couldn't hold back. Uh, you let me down, Mike. You're making me look bad. <laughs> terrible nobody's gonna listen to this this is terrible um okay so but so now that no one's listening how do we really feel feel well okay so um, i loved it thank give me money disney so so that's kind of my opening argument it's like it it's a mess it is it is a dizzying mess of a movie 
but I kind of walked away kind of liking it and I feel and and I think I think my enjoyment of this movie is extracted from having quote unquote fun picking at it and talking about it and having these conversations because you roll the clocks back two years uh killing spree you and i were sitting in the kgrg1 studio and i tried cozy yeah i i tried to re-listen to our last jedi podcast that we did and it's uncomfortable because it's it was uh um it was super raw in that like I was pretty upset. Uh, you were pretty angry, and it was—it's just—it's—it's—it's it, it's kind of like an interesting uh, time capsule of that particular time. Um, and I don't want to jump too far ahead, but like with Star Wars: The Last Jedi, I, I actively dislike that movie. This movie—I mean, it was depressing. Yeah, and it, it's—and um, and maybe we'll touch on uh, more of that as we go. But th- that's part of the reason why I didn't like it. I don't—I don't need nihilism in my Star Wars, but uh, but I, super nihilistic. Yeah, it's it. Well, you know, it, I'm saying that as someone who doesn't hate it, but yeah. like it's definitely depressing and nihilistic. So, Luke, while while we got you, and we'll go around the horn, how? Briefly, how how do you feel about uh, uh, Rise, the Rise of the Skywalker? Um, it was fun. I, I'll say that. Like, it, it was a good it was a good time at the movies. Um, I honestly didn't have a whole lot of expectations, but at the same time, I was really like, I don't know, like I was I was curious to see like how how they were gonna make things right, essentially, or like how this movie was going to pick up from the just the place where the last one left it Mm -hmm. um and be able to finish things off in a in a satisfying way um and i think a lot of it um really feels kind of like a rehash in the way that the force awakens was a rehash yeah of uh of um a new hope um i mean all three of them were rehashes when you think about it yeah yeah i think uh I mean, Last Jedi rehashed stuff from uh, Return of the Jedi, like the throne room and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Hoff. Yeah, in a way, I guess. I guess you're right. Yeah, but it wasn't like a perfect. I mean, it was so it was so obvious the way that Episode Seven was almost like a point for point remake. Of I, I've always four. called it a remake posing as a sequel. Yeah. <laughs> um. Again, like I'm saying that as as someone who likes that movie. Um, and then The Last Jedi, I guess it kind of tried to be Empire Strikes Back in the way that it was kind of a a moodier, kind of um, just a darker film. Um, I, I don't think it accomplished that at nearly as well as Episode Five did. Um, and then um, th- this movie, I mean, it definitely takes a lot from um, The Return of the Jedi. Maybe not as much as as episode seven did from episode four, but I think sure. it, it was more just like the overall feeling. It 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 really kind of felt like a fan film. Yeah. And, and to to answer your question of like who was this movie for, it really feels like this movie was for people who hated the last one. It was it felt like a course correction in the extreme opposite direction. Yeah. It was funny you say that because a lot of people that I follow on like social media or whatnot or people i know personally hated the last jedi they also hate this movie yeah yeah that's not surprising and that's why i wanted to start with that with that particular question because i feel like it's 
it doesn't really serve anybody. So, like, for example, the folks that really liked The Last Jedi aren't really being serviced because... Oh, they hate this one. Yeah, exactly, because, like, all of their stuff that, that they were excited about, all, all that... those bold choices. <laughs> I mean, th- I mean, Christ, I, a couple days ago, uh, Thank You Ryan Johnson was trending on Twitter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, and, and all those people are upset. But I would also say that it doesn't necessarily satisfy well maybe satisfy is the wrong term it's so it's not entirely for like say us you know in in that um it does so much course correcting and spending so much time on that it doesn't really find its own footing as its own movie this this is basically like its own trilogy just kind of like crammed into two and a half hours it, it's not really congruous with much of anything. I mean, it's got some of the same characters, and they kind of sort of act sort of the same. But uh, it, I, yeah. it, this trilogy, this trilogy, yeah. despite the fact that this trilogy was planned uh, as being like a three-part series, whereas the original trilogy, I don't think even was supposed to be originally. Uh, no, that's not entirely true. George did intend to do a sequel. It's just what he wanted changed because right because originally I, I can't remember the author's name but he, he george hired a guy to write a uh, a follow-up novel and it was going to be a low budget sequel if star wars didn't make much money oh i think i think you're thinking of uh splinter of the mind's eye by uh, I think so. I by think that- uh alan dean foster yep that's it that's it yeah that's um <laughs> And yeah, so and that's and that uh that that's an uncomfortable story because it's got Luke and Leia being like super flirty in it, and there's yeah <laughs> they, they didn't know back then yeah it's uh <laughs> it, it's it, it it's it's a bizarre little time capsule um, because yeah it's like that that novel came out like you know uh, early 1978 or something like that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a weird little thing. And anyway, I got off, I got us off topic. I, I know. I, I, uh, um, I want to talk about George Lucas a little bit. So what I was trying to say there oh, what? was that, um, like this trilogy feels more disjointed and, yes. and just, it has less of a, just like a focus and a direction than, than either the original trilogy or even the prequel trilogy had. Or really any other trilogy ever in the history of I was of telling cinema. Mike earlier, the Alien trilogy, when it was still a trilogy, was a more coherent beginning, middle, end trilogy than this. Because you've got, like, characters coming in at these awkward times and these reveals that are happening at, and, and things that end up going nowhere and then things that, that well, end up going in different directions. Well, that's what it's J.J. Just... does. He does mystery boxes. He doesn't do good stories. <laughs> you know, see, see Lost, I guess. Yeah, pretty see much. See Star Trek. See Star Trek Into Darkness. The list goes on. It's true. So I guess you know. So so we invoked um, the the Last Jedi quite a bit, and um, I don't, I don't know. Do I uh, do we feel the need to rehash any of our feelings on that before well, before I, we go forward? I thought at the end we can do like a uh, a ranking of at least the the saga movies. Oh sure. So maybe we could just leave it or save it for that. Okay, very good. Um, so, okay, so so yeah, the the reason why I wanted to tee off with that is because I, I found an article on Collider, and I'm really just kind of using this as just kind of like a framework to kind of kick off uh, some of our conversations, but it's uh, 10 Ways Rise of Skywalker Says Fuck You to the Last Jedi. Um, and so I thought we would kind of start our conversation with going down 
um, some of these and and see where that conversation takes us. So so we got to start with uh, with the the massive elephant in the room. Uh, obviously, it's right there in the crawl. The dead speak. Hey, <laughs> hey Luke. Hey Luke. The dead yeah. speak. So hey, I've heard. Hey, uh, hey, Killing Spree, the dead speed. This is the it's... dumbest opening crawl since Revenge of the Sith. I, I was just kind of... War! Oh, good God, y'all. <laughs> Heroes <laughs> on both sides? <laughs> like like at Charlottesville or something. This is dumber. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. It is. It, uh, it, General it gets... Grievous was my separatist hero. <laughs> well, everyone's the hero of their own story, I suppose, even if they're literally a mustache-twirling villain. But, um... Indeed. So yeah, so so the the big reveal it's right there in the crawl. Uh Papa Palpatine has a uh, has returned um and cuz this was totally planned. Yeah. Uh, I and not only that, you have to play a goddamn video game to get the real beginning of this stupid fucking movie. Okay, so let, let's and not even a Star Wars game. No, you have to play fucking Fortnite. This I, is the darkest timeline. I, I don't even understand what any of that is. It's just like... It's a really popular video game that's got its own merchandise line. It, it's insane. But Disney doesn't own it. No, do they, they no. don't. Yeah, I didn't think so. And, and this is an odd choice. It, well, and it's weird because like this is... They got EA making Star Wars games for them. They can't make tie-in games to their own fucking movies. Huh. And yet we're playing Fortnite in that Avenger Endgame, too. It's weird. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's just a weird incongruous but disney anyway IP anyway thing. but anyway so so you had to have played fortnite yeah, fortnite had a special uh star wars event where they uh-huh. had all different star wars skins and whatnot and when you beat the thing you get a special you get that message that the opening crawl talks about because mm-hmm. we never really hear or it's odd because like you hear a message from palpatine like well into the movie but like supposedly there's this message that the opening crawl references that like we don't it's hear the actual the message that get, it's, it gets everybody going what the fuck don't worry about it. the dead speak and, and for those who haven't heard it i have it right here for you okay okay something 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 dark side something 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 complete <laughs> so you're using that now huh yeah but okay. no, all right i i couldn't Probably help myself than the I, real i'm thing. sorry i couldn't help myself okay here's the right. real one ah at last, the work of generations is complete. The great error is corrected. The day of victory is at hand. The day of revenge. The day of the Sith. There you have it, the dead speak. Fuck you, play the video game. It's right there. Okay, so... That's unbelievable. That's disgusting. I'm just really upset by that. Just by that fact... I didn't even know that going in, and I was confused because I guess I don't play Fortnite enough. <laughs> I don't either, and I just I, was, I can't what, what this movie is for. I guess Fortnite players. Yeah, I just I just happened to have there heard about this because I was listening to some live stream that was talking about uh, reviewing uh, Fall of Skywalker, and they mentioned that the real yeah. beginnings in the video a video game. So I I have a slightly different take than you guys. Okay, I don't really care because the. I mean, I think, guess it's think, not that important. Because, really, and... It's and the I, principle of the thing. This should have been the goddamn movie. <laughs> well, well, we shouldn't be having to go to... Going going outside the movie to find out what the fuck's going on, supposed to be going on in the movie. I, I guess what I mean I, from... I'm, okay. From the perspective of, does that content really matter? Um, in, in Because, like, you still start with Kylo Ren butchering <laughs> fools on, on that... Uh, red planet that apparently is Mustafar. I don't know. Fuck you by the visual dictionary, but um, but 
I don't know. I, I guess for even the OT, the crawl kind of gives you a little bit of information, and then you're just kind of like thrown into it. So it's like, yeah. I, I, I guess like for like contemporary audiences, I guess you would have to see the rebels establish a base on Hoth to uh, believe that they have a base on Hoth or something. Uh, no, I just, it's, oh, it's just stupid. I can't get over it. Well, I mean, I like the way that I like the way the original trilogy did that because I mean. Yeah. There is the familiar principle of showing rather than telling. The thing is, like, I think that a lot of the times there is some background information um, with all of these movies that, you know, they just get that much out of the way. And so it's it's an establishing shot. So you kind of know what's going on. Um, But I don't really know why. Like, it just seems like an awkward um, place to reveal that Palpatine is back. Um, I, I feel like that's something that should have been shown rather than that, told. Well, well, that's another thing. There's no buildup to the Emperor being back. He's just, yeah. he's like, hello! Yeah, exactly. Well, and that's the biggest problem with this movie. And it's kind of like how <laughs> in The Force Awakens, um, they just kind of put out there that uh, Kylo Ren was was um, Han Solo and Leia's son. Yeah. Like, I wasn't. I mean, I wasn't expecting really like a Darth Vader esque reveal of that, but it kind of just gets like casually mentioned in the very beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. and this is is even worse. Yeah, yeah, and, and you don't even get like the cool like holding up a like you know force blast lightning bolts or anything like that. It's, I, I just I don't know. I just um, for some reason thinking about it on the way over here, I wasn't after listening to the audio itself. I'm like, well. I don't know if I needed that in the movie to establish that Kylo Ren is going on this rage tear on on his item quest to find this <laughs> this this dumb thing with <laughs> That's that's good. You're going to get a lot of mileage out of that because that's that's really all this movie is. No, yeah. I mean it's, it's just, just like Legend of Zelda. He's ramp he's going through the forest looking for a a he finds a uh, chest that has a triangle, kind of like the Triforce. <laughs> yes. Well, and and apparently the um, they're they're USB compatible because like um, not only are those those uh, dumb Sith wavefinder things they're compatible with Tie Fighter technology and they're also compatible with X Wing technology. It's all um, universal. With, with as we learn in with, the Last Jedi, the same people who make Tie Fighters. Make heroes on both sides. Heroes on both sides. That dramatic reveal that shattered our character's worldview that arms dealers sell weapons. I'm just saying that like I I bought a new phone recently (laughs) and it came with a completely different um USB plug-in. My old uh phone adapter um, doesn't work on my new phone. So I don't see how, like, an X-Wing fighter from 30 years ago would still have the same USB cables well, how that, a, that a current also, TIE fighter would have. I do, oh, know yeah. th- I do know that X-Wings and TIE fighters are manufactured by, by different manufacturers. I'm, I'm just... But for the sake of making a what, point... What, is it Disney canon? I... Who could even know? Um, and and I've gone way too far to to make like uh, USB cable jokes in the Sith Wayfinder. Also, <laughs> it's a good thing uh, like Kylo Ren didn't have an iPhone. <laughs> exactly, lightning cable, son of a bitch. I have Android. Um, but 
no, and, and I also like that that it has uh, the the Indiana Jones uh, red dot map. It's like do 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 do. Surprisingly comprehensive directions. Yes, <laughs> it's like at the at the next in in three thousand feet, hang a right. <laughs> you have arrived at your destination, uh, which also, is also how does that which map- is some dumb ice planet? How could that that map even work thirty years later? Because you know things in space move. Uh, so and remind me movie. because because like and the map's a lot older than 30 years isn't it yes. yeah that, that was, the, the one that Ren got that was uh, Vader's Wayfinder okay oh well that's I, why he's on Mustafar that's why it's on Mustafar so why couldn't we just go to Vader's castle then because we've established you know through through a, a Rouge one that you that Vader's castle is totally a thing that would have been cool I'd have liked to have seen that no no time for that there ain't no time for that. You know, they should have called this Star Wars Episode Nine colon Ain't Nobody Got No Time For That. <laughs> there's no time for a lot of stuff, because there's a lot of stuff from the Reddit leaks that got cut. Yeah, because I, I remember when, uh, right before, uh, a couple weeks before Thanksgiving, we were talking about uh, uh, Terminator and Joker, and, and um, you had mentioned some of the leaks, and some of them came to pass, uh, but but like a bunch uh, didn't, well, if I remember right. Like ninety some odd percent were true. Okay, it was like ridiculous amount. It's Game of Thrones season eight all over again with the leaks. Gotcha. It's really bad. So so Kylo Ren shows up on this uh, on this ice planet. He he. Event- I did like this. I did like the opening sequence. Honestly, like I thought. Yeah. It seemed like Kylo Ren's journey to to get to this uh, uncharted Sith planet was was more fun to watch than um than the main characters yeah it's almost like he almost gets something to do in this movie right well ain't got no time (laughs) for that but uh so yeah and then then we we get the reveal that it is indeed papa palpatine and not only that that he he made snoke Yes, yes, and that that is uh, uh, next on my list of uh, fuck you to the uh, uh, to the last Jedi a jar full of Snokes, and it's so funny so... Th- this whole sequence. I mean, I mean, it's not like any of us really cared about Snoke as a character, uh, mostly because of how casually he was uh, dispatched in the last. Well, Jedi. that's one you know, of many it's... problems of Last Jedi. Well, is you took the big bad villain, no, you killed it, him off. It's subverting expectations. We've had this conversation. Thank you, Ruin Johnson, for making subverting expectations a dirty word. I do. I, f- I feel like I'm swearing anytime I say subverting expectations because it just it just has like God is a cleaner word. Oh man, you're not wrong. Do you're we not- need to hit the delay? <laughs> yeah, I'm also near hitting the delay. It's like, dude, we're not live. That that's not on program, is it? No. Um. Anyway. Whoops. Yeah. So um. Yeah. I mean, so we get like this whole exposition heavy dialogue in the meantime you're going past like this this uh this literal jar full of i mean i i swear there's like two or three why does he have more than one why does he have more than one snoke the snoke just is he like the uh uh i can't remember their names the androids from blade runner what do they call them (laughs) replicants oh replicants like they they have a really short lifespan or something well and it didn't kind of seem like he was uh he was a bit undercooked but all of them looked undercooked. <laughs> Even the ones that were like in the brine still. And like, why do they all look like that? It's like, uh, I mean, I. Need I, their backup. I, uh, I almost would have dug it better if it was like maybe like a defective clone or something like that. But, but I mean, they literally all looked the same. It was 
like but again that that's from that point forward I kind of knew what this movie was going to be and it was just going to be emblematic of like how many fat middle fingers can we throw um, it, at the last This Jedi. was a bad rap battle between two white hockeys who can't rap. Yeah. Yeah, I mean like I I want to say the uh the the Eminem Nick Cannon thing was more street than uh than this yeah. and it's it's embarrassing. And that's why I asked at the top who is this for because it's not serving fans of anybody everybody's disappointed it's not even serving disney shells because a lot of them were giving this movie negative reviews yeah um so it's that classic case of like trying to please everyone but also pleasing no but managing to please no one yeah because the the movie doesn't really have its own identity i yep. guess yep yeah and and it's really its primary identity is um you know, kind of trying to to course correct and backpedal and and outright apologize for that other movie, and and it stinks. Um, so keeping with a uh, uh, with uh, with Mr. Wren and his uh, and his knights that may or may not show up in this movie, I don't know. Um, fuck you by the Visual Dictionary. Who are, who are the Knights of Wren? Who knows? Who knows? Um, uh, yeah, that hench- was, henchmen. That was fairly confusing because like. On one hand, like this is the first we've ever seen of them, but we've kind of it's kind of been hinted at, at other in previous movies. Oh, like, previous movie, right? Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> well, did we see them in that in that flashback at like at like Luke's burning Jedi temple? For Rise of Skywalker. Them. I mean, are are they hanging? It, it was Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, it was in that uh, Last Jedi. No, it was Rise of Skywalker where uh, Ray saw them in when she touched the the lightsaber and got that. Vision. Oh, and the Force Awakens. Force Awakens. Yeah. Oh, okay. But I think because Luke mentions yeah. that that Kylo Ren like had at least a few of a few of his students who joined him. Um, but that's kind of the no, not a well. The last we hear of it. Well, Disney canon is so fucked. Yeah. Also, those guys suck. They and, all suck. And when the when the Knights of Ren were introduced, it almost seemed like they were like more loyal to Palpatine than to Kylo Ren or like they were waiting for him there on that planet. Yeah. Like they, I don't know. They were, they were there. They didn't really do a whole lot and not a whole lot was really explained about them. They showed up on desert planet three for that cool pan shot. And that was it. (laughs) Yep. That was a cool shot though. It's like, Ooh, they got a helicopter and everything for that. That's awesome. And cause I mean like that's all those dudes do is stand and look cool. There's literally one guy that his only move is to like sling his sword ax thing over his shoulder that's thing. They have and, and just we- like walk around looking cool. That's, that's another thing. They have stupid weapons that are totally impractical for oh, Star yeah. Wars. None of their, none of their weapons like are, would really be effective yeah i mean they, they don't have laser swords they don't have blaster guns they have literal bladed weapons i mean snow's so, guards had more star wars appropriate weapons yeah that dude had like nunchucks and stuff that was that was kind of rad those guys suck too though no oh, yeah they throw their knives when they're about to be struck so dumb so dumb i hate those guys um so so uh keeping keeping it with kylo how about uh how about kylo's helmet <laughs> being repaired by a chimp <laughs> I thought it. I thought that was your uh, Planet of the Apes reboot that that Fox was threatening us with, or something. It's like, ook ook. Yeah, uh, another fuck you to Ryan Johnson. Yeah, man. Yeah, and and notorious it, chimp hater. I mean, it, and it's so literal too. Um, it, it's like, oh yeah, we're we're breaking this 
to you know smash expectations and smash your your notions of what you think is cool. No, this is what's cool. The helmet's and, back, and now the helmet's back. And yeah, this, it's a good visual representation of Disney Star Wars trying to. They broke something and they're trying to fix it, but it's beyond repair. Yeah, those cracks still are showing. <laughs> and they're still, still red hot for some reason, like it's fresh. Yeah, I I thought maybe like he um uh that that space chimp had like like a sick Lisa Frank kit and was just you know just lots of like you know uh there's a little too much pink in there, I so so you can use glue or you can use the sparkle glue and I think and that that also, they just use the pink sparkle. And also, glue. why does he repair it when he only wears it for like not even half the movie? Well, it because for the for the statement of like, oh well, you know, you break my toys, I'm gonna I'm gonna spend twenty minutes of this movie trying to fix them. Uh, well, he doesn't even commit to fixing it if he doesn't use it the whole. Well, for them. <laughs> which honestly, I bet you that's probably why Ryan Johnson decided to break it to begin with. Because really, if you're going to have an actor emote and have that part of it, he can't be running around in a mask. He's not Darth Vader. I was about to say Vader says otherwise. He could do mm-hmm. he can emote just fine. It, well you, you can emote with body language. I mean uh yes. The actors for Jason Voorhees did it exceptionally well. I agree. I, I guess I'm just saying that this isn't that character though. This well, this character kind of needs Adam Driver having having glassy eyes and being being confused <laughs> and right. and uh maybe going through puberty i don't know what his deal is but uh oh yeah this is the kind of hero i want you're a little bitch (laughs) (laughs) or Um, villain i mean so i suppose at this point we should uh uh talk about the uh the hero of the movie um because that well are we going through the story or are we just jumping we can go through the story well i just wanted to touch on something with uh yeah go ahead because going into that hunk of ice in space that was in between uh Ren and Ray, right? When they go meet to, to when they go get the information, oh, right? Like when uh, when uh, they go with the Millennium Falcon. I think that's kind of the the cold open that happens after because I think I think the first thing we see is Kylo Ren on his yeah quest. yeah it's Kylo Ren then, and then I think is then it's Poe the, and Finn are on their mission. Poe and Finn on okay, their I just, want, I just wanted to open. touch on the uh, hyper skipping. Okay, <laughs> am I the only one that think that's stupid? Yes. Okay, <laughs> I. I you know what it it's, what are the chances that you can go from one you can skip into one planet to next to next and always hit a planet considering how vast space is you know what and also considering uh at, do, do Star Wars planets not have atmosphere nah because <laughs> you you'd think going into an atmosphere in hyperspace would be like driving a car sixty plus yeah. miles an hour into a concrete barrier yeah um and then there's this little gem. Traveling through hyperspacing like dust and crops, boy. Without precise calculations, we'd fly right through a star, bounce too close to a supernova, and then it injured so real quick, wouldn't it? What's that flashing? <laughs> What's that flashing? <laughs> yes. Okay. I. You're not wrong, but I thought it was cool looking. That's just it. That's what JJ does. He does yep. stuff that looks cool, but it's stupid. Yep. It's fucking stupid. Yep. Again, you. That was so much of this movie. <laughs> it's true, um, but I, you know, and I was, I was reminded, you know, we we were talking, uh, we've talked previously about like uh, uh, Martin Scorsese's uh, remarks about like Marvel movies being theme park rides or, or being closer to theme park rides than than uh, cinema. 
that hyperspace skipping thing, I swear, is like right out of Star Tours. Because, I mean, that's like actually an element of that actual amusement park ride at Disneyland. I'm not even talking about Galaxy's Edge. I'm just I, I, I know about, what you're talking about. I'm just, I've, I've I'm just talking about Star Tours. Yeah. And and even like the, 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 the rapid location jumping, um, that actually kind of tracked with me. And it, it reminded me of that thing that I kind of like, because I like Star Tours. Well, and here's another thing. Uh, I don't care if it doesn't make sense. Remember in, last, remember in last Jedi how that tracker thing was so hulking huge it could only have it on a Star Destroyer? Yeah. TIE Fighters have it now? Yeah. And and since when do tie yeah that's a, how then how do you explain to tie fighters fo- following the Millennium Falcon? I was surprised to see that like the tie fighters had hyperspace capability. They're, at they're all. not supposed to. Yeah, they're, they're way too tiny for that. Hmm. And I mean, I, it's possible that the technology could have advanced in the time in the intervening time. It was just kind of uh, it, it was almost like a given. Just like yeah, of course they're 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 following them. We we need a but chase it, here it, after all. I don't know. I, I the OT had much better space chases without having to rely on hyper skipping i don't disagree but in, in a movie where i'm it, where i'm desperate to hang on to something it's like that's at least something that's visually exciting what i also remember in uh, episode f- four uh-huh. when the millennium falcon was escaping the death star the same amount of uh, uh tie fighters were chasing them as in in this movie and they fought them off with uh the Millennium Falcon's cannons. Right. Why couldn't we? Ju- why couldn't we have just gotten that? But with you know visual effects that would make it look great. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think. I mean, they didn't have as many people to man the. No, cannons. they had. They had, well, they had plenty of people. They had uh, the uh, Lieutenant was... Neckbeard, whatever his name is. Poe was there. Finn was there. Yeah, Poe Finn. The, the, that giant orange alien dude. The, the slug Chewy. dude. Got a, got a slug dude. You got like, Chewy. I mean, they had more people manning the Millennium Falcon in that movie than they did in episode four for that scene. Sure. So, yeah, I mean, I think, I, I, I mean, I probably would have. They did have some, you know, of the actual, like, space battles there, but I don't know. I guess they may have just felt the need to throw something new in there because that always works, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean. I don't care. I liked it. Yeah, I mean, it's if we want to talk about like real science, I mean, it's it's not that much more ridiculous than having an asteroid field where like asteroids are actually that close to each other because that's not actually how how it is. <laughs> like, well, it's just when you have established laws of physics within your ser- your franchise, you, you need to follow it. Otherwise, it's like, why am I supposed to take any of this seriously? Yeah, once to you got to play by the the rules of your own universe. Yeah, and and I agree with that, and I the. Yeah, you have to be consistent with your own rules. But uh, something you said, uh, Spree, earlier about um, taking things seriously, and that's the the one thing that, well, not the one thing, but a thing that this movie just can't quite seem to figure out is that, like, there's no stakes. Nobody is oh, in... Oh, yeah, we'll get to some of those yeah, I was, false... I was, uh, yeah. I, I was just thinking about that because, like, at no time during that chase did I ever feel that our heroes were in any kind of danger. I, I just, I just didn't. So it was literally just enjoying that part of the visual spectacle and the, the and the amusement park ride. Yeah. So, um, all right. So I think we covered that one well enough. Let's go to I hope uh, so. <laughs> something. Let's, I guess we can skip to something I'd never thought I'd see: yeah. the Amazing Wonder Ray doing training. <laughs> So here we are. Okay, so 
I again this theme of who is this movie for, and we talked about you know uh, middle fingers towards the Last Jedi. I feel like this is the one thing that, or a one thing that was pointed at um, another arm of the fandom that keeps talking about Ray's lack of training to point where we stop the plot in its tracks <laughs> for. 20 minutes of Ray training. I hope you're happy because I blame you. This is, <laughs> figuratively. <laughs> this is three movies too late for that kind of thing. Yeah, well, I mean, and, and it's even there in the crawl too because it's like yeah, that's the, other thing. the, the fun, dead speak and Ray's training. That's the funny thing. That, that entire crawl leaked <laughs> before the movie came out. Oh, really? Yeah, so when I saw that part, it's like, bullshit, this is fake. No way they would have the amazing Wonder Ray do any training. No way they would have her do anything to earn her abilities. Yeah. So are are you happy now that there's been some training? Like I said, it's three movies too late. Yeah, but and see that and that's why I mean it's like it doesn't serve anybody. I mean nobody needs twenty minutes of Ray training. I don't need it because I didn't really have a problem with it until I started talking about it with people and then built a problem to it. I guess it always um, kinda bothered me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we don't we don't really see Luke Skywalker train that much either. He does a lot more training than Ray has ever done. There was a lot of running and jumping. <laughs> I'm joking. That's true. Yeah. Um. So let's talk about the lightsaber then. Um. In, in terms of like oh, bringing back Anakin's lightsaber. Yeah. Even it, though it got torn in half. It's a okay now. There's there's a little leather strap and everything. It's it's just, just had to tape it back together. Yeah. And it's interesting because, like, I, I, I mean, that that's not like a huge reveal because that was even like in that first teaser trailer, where it's it's just Ray waiting to jump over that Tie Fighter, and you you know you see her ignite the saber in her hand, and I remember looking at it at the time, thinking like, has that just got like a leather thong on it or something? It's uh, and it looks a little shorter, so it's like you did, know, did you, did you guys also notice that? Mm. She's pushing the wrong button for that thing to ignite. Oh my god! I'm glad you brought that up because that that w- that that was making me itchy. I was like, "That's that's not how you turn that thing on. <laughs> that's not even where you're supposed to hold it." <laughs> no, no, it's all wrong. In fact, actually, I'm looking at a, a a picture here in that Collider article, and yeah, she's like holding it by like the the midsection area, and it's like that's not how you're supposed to hold that, but. Whatever. Anyway, so but it's interesting though that you know again Ryan Johnson's like I'm going to break your toys, um, and J.J. Abrams is like No, you're not. I, look at me. I, I fix it. I, I got me some gaffers tape, and you know I, I'm good to go. Um, so, <laughs> oh shit, I, I don't even know what happens at this point. Um, it, some awkward scenes with uh, Carrie Fisher that are clearly not originally made for that movie. Yeah, so a couple things on that. So it's uh, so we were told a couple years ago that I mean, like when episode nine went into production, that it was that there wasn't going to be any CG trickery, which that ends up being BS. But stay tuned for that. Um, and then it was like, oh, we had all of this footage that we're going to repurpose now. I haven't really dug into like the DVD Blu-ray of Force Awakens, but apparently the scenes with this footage 
are on the DVD in in like the deleted scene sections. You can actually watch them. I've seen comparison shots. Yeah. They, oh, they you are. have. Okay. I see. I haven't actually seen the comparison shots, but it's it's my understanding then, since you've seen part of this, is like you know they they digitally changed her clothes. Like she was in their like frumpy dumpy uh, general outfit originally. Yeah, and then they put her in these new scenes because they're clearly not at wherever they she was originally in in uh, force awakens yeah and so one of my takeaways at the time watching it was holy shit this is a lot of footage because like i kept thinking it was going to be like one scene like that one first scene or something but they kept cutting back <laughs> to her and the the more it got further in the movie the more and more incongruous it became to the point where she's just saying, well, never underestimate a droid. And and it's like as if that has any kind of context with anything. Yeah. But more than anything, I don't know about you guys, but I I felt uncomfortable watching that. Uh, I got a lot to say about uh, Leia dying, but I guess we can get to that when we get to that part of the story. Like, I felt disgusted. Oh, sure. And And... And I I felt uncomfortable from, like, two different angles at the same time. One, I'm reminded how uncomfortable Carrie Fisher's performance in Force Awakens was to begin with. And it's, it's, I I feel kind of uncomfortable and gross saying it, but she's not great in in those movies. So to see, to see that performance resurrected with a fresh coat of paint on it is really kind of ghoulish um i i don't know what else they could have done because oh sorry uh i i think they shouldn't have had her in it to begin with they should have just began the movie or in the open crawl have leia she died yep and begin the movie with a big funeral yeah she died in the off season and 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 everybody would have been okay with that there's nobody that would have said well hey wait a minute <laughs> but i i learned something recently that i i didn't realize this pattern um so carrie fisher is first billed in this movie and it was originally supposed to be largely her story she was supposed to have a larger part of the plot than she ended up hap- having because well she she died um but then you go to last jedi and mark hamill is first build and it's a very kind of luke centric thing you know for good or ill i don't want to legislate that now but then you go to force awakens harrison ford is first build and that ends up being you know well probably because they had to give ford a lot of money I agree. And now but what I'm saying though is like they come so back again. The one the none of the story elements were like in overarching themes, but apparently that's the one thing that was settled on fairly early that you know they're they're going to give one movie top billing to each of the three actors. Oh, okay. So but again, that's not to substantiate any of uh JJ Abrams incorrect claims that you know oh it was going to be palpatine the whole time and i mean because we Travalo said otherwise and he was the going to be the original director yeah and we we all see through that though that dude retained story credit on this and i thought that was pretty interesting but um uh but yeah no i just all of the carrie fisher stuff i just i i i wasn't okay with i didn't like um all right where where are we going next are we get are we getting should we i guess we could start with the mcguffin hunt Oh, okay. Our, our heroes, uh, 
they go to Desert Planet 3 because Leia's got a contact there. It turns out to be Lando. And uh Oh oh it's Space Coachella. <laughs> right. Space <laughs> Burning, Burning Man. Man. Space, Space Burning Man, yes. <laughs> but anyway. Where where Lando's been getting high for the last thirty years for I like, guess anyway, please I guess, continue. I guess way back when Lando and Luke were there looking for this uh bounty hunter dude that works for with the Sith or whatever and they the, the trail went cold. Yeah, that comes to nothing. So <laughs> they, they're trying to make this character like he's a character so, and it's and it's like so why is Lando still there? Uh I know why. Do you guys want to know why? All all that space blow, yo. No, no, no. There's a reason. It was cut. I, I love selling space it, blow. Uh, at, at he was, space he was actually, He was actually there there because his daughter was kidnapped by the first order and he's was, was looking for her. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, that was from one of the, the Reddit leaks. Well, that uh that explains the ending a lot better, doesn't it? I it I does, guess, yeah. It does make it a whole lot less uncomfortable because, yeah, that ending is all like, hey, maybe, maybe. Let's find out. Let's go find out, underage girl. Hey, what? what do we, it's like, whoa, Lando, dial it back. Wrong energy, wrong energy. It's like, let me show you the back of my Falcon. <laughs> this is totally my ship now. <laughs> you going to say something, Chewbacca? Yeah, I, De- I definitely not as creepy now that you know what was supposed to happen. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, yeah, talk about being uncomfortable. It's like, oh, Billy D, wrong energy. <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, and and the the Lando reveal is kind of cool, and I'm glad Lando is in this movie. And he, I just feel bad for him because it's clear he can't walk well anymore. He's always sitting. He's always sitting. And but I will say that he looks better than I was thinking he was going to because. I know what Billy D. Williams looks like. They they must have put him on that Mark Hamill diet or something because like he he looked almost halfway okay, and then I was like, oh okay, that's fine. Yeah. Um, but but it is kind of a bullshit reveal because it's just like yeah, I mean, is a character in a mask? It's like why does it need to be a mask? Why does the mask need to come off? Why does it need to be revealed that it's Lando? It's like who is that in service of? I don't know, but uh. So so we're so we're on um we're at the Space Burning Man planet, uh Desert yeah, Planet three. Yeah. Uh Ren force skypes uh Ray and he pulls off this necklace she got, and within seconds the uh, the first order is able to then analyze which planet it was from. Yeah, they've got a really good forensics team. It, that was some it, super CSI shit. It is CSI Miami up there. <laughs> it's like the best of the brightest. You might even say there's a Burning Man. Yeah. yeah! <laughs> that was so awful, the, and you should feel awful. I know that's the best I can do on short notice. But um, so yeah, that leads to the a desert chase that was all over the the uh, trailers and whatnot. The whole they fly now. Oh, they fly now. Hey, hey, Luke. They can get, hey, Luke. What? They fly now. That they is it. They fly that, now. That that line that scene right there proves that Disney does not give a fuck about their own continuity. Yeah, but they fly now. Well, well, here's the thing, though. Also, the dead speak. In the Disney EU, which is canon, according <laughs> uh-huh. to Disney, Poe has encountered First Order troopers using jetpacks, so that should have been no surprise to him. But they fly now. <laughs> um, it was a stupid Marvel joke. Yes. Yeah, it was. It, it, they, it, it's bad, and they, they should fly all... when and, they're and the, uh, catapulted off the back of their that was clearly, speeder bikes. That was a toy be- coming before the, the movie. <laughs> Absolutely. That, and that was my first thing. And, and in a movie series that is supposed to be for children to sell toys to sell toys to children even the toys came out a year after the movie originally came out which ones star wars the oh original? yeah 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 i i see what you're saying 
Um, but yeah, no, I'm just like, oh, that that vehicle has no other purpose than to be a toy. I mean, the, the treads make no sense considering all these other vehicles hover. Well, the catapult makes it, none of it makes any sense other yeah, than... Yeah, it's a jetpack. You don't need to be launched. Yeah. <laughs> Boba <laughs> Fett and Jango Fett had no problem. Exactly, exactly. That one Mandalorian from the Mandalorian <laughs> with a jetpack had no problem. Right. Um, so yeah, it, it's... And, and that dude um, is... Made entirely out of gasoline, too, because like once he hits the side of that mountain, he explodes. It's just like it's like how much how much coaxium was he carrying? (laughs) Oh yeah, by the way, no mention of fuel whatsoever in the Rise of the Skywalker. It's like, hey, do you got some coaxium? I don't know what that is. We don't have time for that in this movie. Yeah, ain't got no time for that. So which which I'm 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 grateful for because. Fuel is stupid. Yeah, you didn't want a logistics-based uh, problem to solve. You know what? I I suffered through three movies delving into the bureaucracy of trade routes and legislation. I don't need better a- movie. <laughs> I, I wish you were wrong, but you kind of never not. thought you'd say that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, and before we get too far away into Space Coachella, we totally missed the part where, uh, where Rose doesn't, where she chooses not to go on this adventure. They're like, hey, Rose, do you want to come with us and go on this really cool adventure? Nah, man, uh, Leah needs me to uh, uh, install some firmware. I have some calibration. You know, you go off and have fun in your movie. I'll, uh, I'll, I'm, I'm just going to hang out here. And it's like, Finn's like, and Finn is even like, are you sure? Are you, re- no, nah, dude, I'm I'm good. I'm good. I I, I don't want to be on in, I, in your fun adventure. I am thoroughly convinced that Ruin Johnson and Jar Jar Abrams hate Kelly Marie Tran. <laughs> so that wasn't a, a, a mistake. You really are calling him Ruin Johnson. I could call him Roundhead Johnson if you want. <laughs> oh, that's not nice. This At- guy, that guy, does not deserve nice treatment. He is an asshole. It's true. It's true. Follow him on social media. He is a dick. I I don't because of that exact reason. Um. Yeah, no thanks, not for me. But yeah, no, I mean, I I legit feel bad for Kelly Marie Tran because like, you know, look at all the shit she had to take during that last movie and then and then yeah, because because JJ Abrams is such a vindictive prick that can't get out of the way of his own uh need to apologize for and and see and and killing spree this this was something that like you know I was kind of uh, uh, playfully jabbing a little bit with the ray training and is this the same thing because like there's that that whole well, it, arm of the fandom that just hates well, Rose well, my, and here's my thing with a uh, or Ray or not Ray Rose, Rose <laughs> she is not in this movie for the same reason that Jar Jar Binks had a lesser <laughs> role in episode two and three. He was just a really bad character. They're both really bad characters. Yeah. Nobody liked them, so why give them more focus if nobody likes them? Yeah, I mean it's. I mean you know, say what you will about Kelly Marie Tran. I mean she's. I mean she's obviously a a very lovely person, and you know, but 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 that character is a turd. Rose Tico is a turd, and <laughs> she me too's thin. What the hell is up with that? Oh yeah, that's yeah. She sexually assaults him at the end of that movie. I forgot. Um, but and incidentally, how about that? So like they're they're supposed to be like a couple or something? Nope. 
That, she got friend zoned. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and he was, Finn was really trying to. It's like, hey, man, come on this adventure with us. Nah, firmware. <laughs> um, oh, so. Definitely an under underserved character that, I mean, he didn't, like, J.J. Abrams didn't even try to, like, try to redeem her character in any way. He was just like, this is this is a Ryan Johnson creation. I don't want it in my movie. Yeah, yeah, fuck that guy. And also, I mean, to the point where Ryan Johnson, I mean, sorry, J.J. Uh, Abrams even introduces new characters <laughs> to give lines to that maybe could have gone to Rose. Like, do we really need Dominic Monaghan in this movie? You know, uh, from like Space Ireland or something? I mean, it's just like, I mean, it's like, why is that dude in the movie? He, he serves no purpose other than to give expository dialogue that, I mean, again, I'm not advocating for more Rose, but Rose could have had those lines. You know, why Why did it have to be that guy? Like I said, she's she's the new Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but anyways, the nice chase ends and uh, they fall through some space beads into, yeah. a, tu- into a tunnel, which makes no sense because you think the tunnel would fill with those space beads. I mean, what's holding them up? Yeah, that that is some weird looking sand too. It looks like like little choco bees or something. Like <laughs> like it, it's black whereas the desert sand is, you know, the regular brownish color. Yeah, so it's did, like it stands out sticks out like a sore thumb. How they, did you miss that? Did they not see it too? I mean, I just well, well, because I mean, their ship did get blowed up, and and that ship was full of gasoline too, because it it blowed up pretty spectacularly but, as well. But in here, you get the first. See, if instance, fuel is going to be in a movie, at least at least make explosions with it. Points to Cool Guy Luke on that one. That's that, so that's where all the coaxium went. They're they're <laughs> they're just filling stormtrooper suits with them and uh, filling them on on uh, on speeders there, but. You're going to die, at least make it look cool. In this sequence, you get the first of at least three utterances of Finn saying, like, hey, man, I need to tell you something. <laughs> and, so, uh, and it While, com- while it, we're on that, what did, what did you guys think he meant or what he was trying to, was going to say? Well, I, I've... I guess we never really got well, when you first saw, that. When you first saw it, what did you think was going to... What did you oh, think? Oh, I, I see what you're asking. Um, I... I I thought he was going to profess his boner love to her. <laughs> I would like to present you my boner. Luke? Yeah, I figured it'd probably be something like that. Just because there wasn't really anything else it could have been. Like, there wasn't any... Well, I thought the same thing too, but J.J. Abrams confirmed what it was going to be. Well, and, and John Boyega also. Yeah. Cause he, I'm he... force sensitive. Yeah. It's like, like, way too late for that. Yeah. I don't know why he was so hesitant to say it then. Yeah, why, why did he need to keep that secret from... Uh, <laughs> Poe. Yeah. That's a that's a really good question. Well, Dumb movie. Well, maybe because, like, you know, um, uh, <laughs> you know Poe has the power of um, aggressive masculinity, and maybe he just can't be threatened by somebody else. Because, <laughs> I, uh, yeah. I mean, I mean Poe is ju- just, just like a turgid, throbbing cock. That is just, like, his entire character uh, um, character set it's it's I mean I like Poe I think he's pretty cool but but that's really all he is he's just just like um, oozing masculinity it's kind of interesting uh, uh, yeah but so they find their first MacGuffin the knife yeah oh yeah so oh well no they 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 find this this nothing bounty hunter guy it's like oh you know, bone Jedi hunter just, I mean what is with that? his Cadillac car with his 
hood, uh, Sif hood ornament. Oh fuck, I forgot about that. You're right. <laughs> and so yeah, and it's and it's like, oh well, there he is. Oh oh man, he's nothing but bones. Bones are bad. Bones are bad. Hey hey Luke, bones what? are bad. Oh boy. Hey killing spree. Bones are bad. Okay. <laughs> also, the dead speak. Except for this guy. This guy doesn't speak, but no. he's got he, but he's got a dumb knife. Yeah. Man, that knife is dumb. And then it leads to uh, their first boss fight, or secret boss fight. Oh, yes. With the snake. The sub-boss. Which yeah. the is or- wounded for some reason. We don't know why. Yeah, I, I couldn't figure that out. It's like, did they cause that? Was if, it- if they did, it was cut. Okay. But this leads to... So was the snake. This leads to... Uh, <laughs> A video game mechanic being introduced to the movie, force healing. Yeah, she got she's uh, got uh, got some uh, health packs or something. Yeah, <laughs> it, it. clearly I don't game. So. I, I have to ask. Yes, what can Mary Ray not do at this point? <laughs> Raise the dead. <laughs> oh wait, hmm. never mind. Never mind. Sorry. Yeah, uh, Sorry. Uh, uh, they <laughs> speak now. And how long has force healing been a thing? I mean. I've never seen that before, but we sure do. From from my understanding, it was ripped from uh, Knights of the Old Republic video game. Oh, okay. So that's why I call it a video game mechanic because that's what it is. But uh, since Force Yoda can do it, so she had to. Yeah, I think they introduced that in the Mandalorian just to justify Rey doing it. It Could be something like that. But uh, anyway, she had to have learned it from the Jedi text, right? The sacred text. So if that's the case, then how come Obi Wan didn't use Force healing to heal? Qui-Gon Jinn. Why didn't Anakin use it to save his mom? And t- in fact, speaking of Anakin, there's no reason for him to turn to dark side to the dark side if force healing is a thing. Because if anything happened to Padme, he just force healer. Yeah, it's it's something you kind of got to be be careful with because it, it's one of those it's one of those powers you can introduce that really it changes the game and and really affects affects the, the stakes of everything. Not and, only are there plot holes in this movie, there are plot wormholes. It goes back in time and fucks up air, the rest of the movies. Goes into another dimension. Um, but yeah, I mean, Luke, you were talking about goofy force powers. Oh, you mean like astral projection? <laughs> you mean that that those kind of force powers that come out of nowhere? Like you know, maybe being like Mary Poppins and flying through space? Those, those kind of dumb force powers <laughs> we've never seen before? Um, yeah, it, it's dumb. And I mean, that, that's the only thing that tracks is that maybe she got something out of the sacred text that... Perhaps those other characters we were just referring to weren't privy to, but really... They had to have, though. They they were more Jedi than Rey ever was. Oh, sure. They had to have known. I mean, maybe it was some kind of forbidden knowledge or something like that. I don't know. Well, I I heard a, a read somewhere that, like, a lot of the reason why Rey comes across as so powerful in the Force is that she's actually using dark side powers as a, and we see a little bit of that later in the movie but as opposed to light side powers which is more taxing and more difficult that, that just sounds like a cop out to exp- uh, justify some bullshit <laughs> it's a it's a whole stinking pile of uh, of bullshit but this entire scene and she even does the thing where it's like you know she's like 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 she sat on her hand for too long and like kind of like trying to shake the sleep out of it. it's like ooh so tingly but uh <laughs> it's like oh but what happened oh yeah no i gave some of my force power to i'm like wait a sec so does that mean that that snake has force power now what what are but, you even talking about lady? but it's funny this 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 encounter with the snake it reminded me of some of those video game boss fights that trick you into figuring out how to do it. Like, you can't just attack it. Yeah, Otherwise, yeah. it'll kill you right away, so you have to... So what you really have to do is heal it, and then it'll knock a hole in the wall so you can move forward. 
<laughs> so it, it maybe like it, and if you don't do it enough times, maybe like the rocks on the side will start to glow. It's like, ooh, maybe I should go over there. <laughs> yeah, it is. So. But uh, but yeah, I mean that that entire sequence is dumb. Yeah, C and C three PO can read the Sith language, but he can't speak it for some reason. It's forbidden. Uh, I mean, yeah, his the, programming doesn't allow it. So I have to ask, why would Anakin do that? Ooh. Well, okay. All right. I I like where you're going with that, but we've established at least. I mean, C three PO has had his mind wiped at least once before. So, True. um. You know, uh, courtesy of Captain Antilles in at, in the closing moments of uh, episode three. Anyway, um, so I don't know how much of that Anakin programming is still well, there. Well, let me counter that uh, uh, with another counterpoint. Ooh, or, I love it. it see if 3PO can read it, right? But he can't speak it. Yes. So why doesn't he just point on a map where the next MacGuffin is? He doesn't have to say anything. He just has to point, go here. Yeah. Yeah? Wow. I like it. Well, because but then then we don't get to uh, uh, go to the the uh, um, we don't get to watch Chewie get captured and killed, quote unquote. I forgot about that. And see, and again, that's, just kidding, lol. And and it's that fast too. And first of all, how does Chewie find himself captured? Because uh, he the, doesn't he just kind of like go for a walk. No, either Poe or Finn told Chewie to go tell Ray to hurry the fuck up because she's standing out there waiting for. Ray or Ren to show up with his yeah, Tie yeah. Fighter uh-huh. flying at such a low speed that makes no goddamn sense for a fighter. Wow, oh. that that whole thing's stupid. But whatever. Then that's when Chewie gets caught when he's out looking for it. And sure would have liked to have seen that. And did you guys miss the second transport? Because I don't remember seeing a second transport anywhere. Didn't see it. No. And how could they have not seen that it? Was, considering they were in an open desert. That was such a. The, the whole thing was just silly see and i thought the whole thing was happening like on various sides of whatever like rock pedestal thing that like the old junker ship yeah, but was that, on but that, but that ship was on a high elevation so that, that yeah poe should have been able to see that hey there's another uh transport vessel it's like hey <laughs> would you look at that <laughs> the gold switcheroo yeah so yeah they they play ren and ray play tug of war you know and, and, I- and ray just takes her balls and go takes her ball and go home and force lightning's the thing yeah which i like that i was like ooh, we get we get to actually see something and three movies too late to do that kind of thing with ray totally well is it though given that should have been something from (laughs) that should have been something in episode eight yeah uh yes yeah i i do like the the not the execution but the potential that Ray is so reckless that, you know, she's just focused on what she wants and doesn't really give a shit that, uh, oh, yeah, uh, Chewbacca's on that. Maybe I don't force lightning. I mean, I know it was an accident, but still, it was like, I, I don't know. I, 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 as, as much as it would have been painful, I almost wish Chewie was really dead at that point. Because it's like, now you get to fucking live with that. But but that would be a movie that has stakes. No, and, this is not and, that, this is and, not that and, movie. And consequences, because... Well, and, this movie has faux stakes. Well, well speaking of faux stakes... <laughs> Tofu stakes. Uh, our heroes go to the next pro- planet because they can reprogram C-3PO to speak it. Because he has the Sith knowledge in his mind, or yeah. in his databanks. Doing this would wipe his memory completely. So you're might you're basically killing C three PO. Yeah. J K. Lol. <laughs> we have a backup. 
yeah. cloud storage. So dumb. It's so bad. And oh, I, I want to come back to the cloud storage thing in a few, but um I uh okay. So one of one of the things that I did like about this movie is that there there are a lot of puppets and a lot of practical effects. And I do like all of the all of the little creatures that we meet, including little little Babu and his little wires. I I don't know. I chuckled. I I like him. Fucking yeah. sue me. Fucking the, sue me. The special I like effects him. are fine. He's a, he's a fun but character. I like him. He's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> but I the just, special effects are fine. All but yeah. as George Lucas said, you you can't make a movie based on just special effects. You need a story. That's true. That's true. Um. So, uh, let's see. So, oh well. Wait a second. Hang on. I it, so I I was so fixated on uh, on uh, talking about my my new buddy Babu Frick. I forgot to talk about my new girlfriend. Uh, Carrie Russell shows up. Oh, Poe's ex that hates y- him. Yeah, man. But didn't likes him. Yeah, man. She got over it pretty fast. Yeah, and she has her own MacGuffin. Oh yeah, uh, that allows our heroes to sneak onto Ren's star destroyer. Yes, like how stupid is the first order that nobody's watching ships come in and it's like that ship does not look right. Yeah, <laughs> that's a, not one a, of ours. What the hell is going it's on? It's a literal piece of shit. It's like, well, it's an older code, sir, but it, it checks, checks out. out. <laughs> but at least that was a imperial <laughs> yeah, shuttle. They, they had an actual <laughs> shuttle. It's like, and they had like uniforms and stuff too. And it's just like the I first. Just, the first order is incompetent. Yeah, they they are so dumb. But uh, but not as bad as the final order. <laughs> yeah. But I I mean again it it's it's a character we don't need but uh um I I'm 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 glad she's here. I I I like Carrie Russell and her rocketeer helmet and her pirate guns and and her purple suit. I'm in love with Zori Bliss. I can't help it. I can't help it. It's not my fault. Well, I won't take that away from you. Thanks. Oh. Um so anyway so but but then like yeah so so uh we we we're skipping around but like the the whole C3PO thing and you know we, so many of us had so many memes about this from the trailer it's like okay so hey hey C3PO what you doing it's like <laughs> I'm taking one last look sir at my friends could you find them for me or he's actually he's looking at his old memory banks and seeing Han ah! Luke and Leia Oh, better movie! Oh, that that have been cool. That have been cool. I did, I did like kind of how like um, sort of quippy C three PO was in this movie. Like it really seemed like he was he was kind of done taking shit. Yes, and he, he kind of started to uh, to snap. Back I'm fine at too. Not that you ask. <laughs> yeah, arguably best C three PO since Episode Four? Question mark. I yeah, definitely. Maybe yeah. I mean, I mean, the plot device is dumb with the whole memory thing, but like Luke is saying over there, you know, with like the, the quippiness and stuff, and and he gets something to do other than like say, hey, do you notice I have a red arm? <laughs> you know, I mean, there's I he's not set dressing anymore. Yeah, yeah, and I I kind of I, I kind of like that he's got something to do. I, I'm kind of okay with it. It's just it. too bad there's no stakes involved, right? <laughs> and and. It, and I I did like it though where like when he turned evil for like two minutes or ninety <laughs> seconds or whatever because like it's still Anthony Daniels' voice and they just like modulated the hell out of it to make him sound evil yeah. and I'm like oh also, what was the point of that considering they got the knife back yeah I mean they I I don't even know what they needed that information for this whole movie is like an old nineties JRPG in its structure it's just like, ugh I don't know what that. 
Japanese role-playing games, oh, video, video games. Yeah. Okay, okay. We're still talking about video games. Got it. Which, which makes sense because that's what this entire movie is. It all it, comes back to video it, games. It is. It is. And and weirdly though, and maybe I'm getting ahead of myself, but like, doesn't this also kind of like negate some of those current video games that are supposedly canon? Like, doesn't this kind of like undo Battlefront Two? Which Battlefront Two? The the most recent one, the one with like Inferno Squad oh, and I don't know because like. Fine, I'll say it now. But uh, like I, 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 um, I haven't really I, been paying I attention think, to those. I think that game starts off with some message, the dead speak, uh, from Palpatine saying like, oh, you know, this is Operation Sunder. You have to go uh, kill my, all these people or From something. my understanding, that game takes place right after uh, Return of the Jedi. Oh, okay, very good. Okay. Whew. Okay, we're still good. <laughs> but uh um so yeah, so so they get the knife and they so is it at that point that we're going to Endor? Well, we find well, out Hux have, is a spy. Yeah, we have that whole oh, That's right. Yeah, I'm let, the spy. Like, let's talk about that for a sec. Like because reasons. I well, his reasoning is sound and uh it's it's Just to spite Kylo Ren. Yeah, and and that's consistent for his character, but and I like in principle that uh, that that's his deal. It's like I'm going to undermine this guy just because I hate him. You know, kind of like J.J. Abrams did with this. Ex- movie. Uh, see, <laughs> see, Luke knows what's up. But I, it sucks that one prior to that moment he has nothing to do because you have this other guy. Well, at least he gets shot dead. Yeah, and and that's the other thing too. It's like this movie is going so fast that you can't really be. It's like, you know, it's like, oh, you have to uh, shoot me in the arm, then shoots him in the leg. Kind of funny. I chuckled at that. Well, that's yeah. the problem. I'm, I'm not embarrassed. That's <laughs> the problem. Hux is a clown. When in Force Awakens, he was something you, a character you're supposed to take somewhat seriously. Yeah, yeah, and and then Last Jedi kind of undermines all of that. And yeah, yeah, he gets slapped around like a Three Stooges style. And and there's there's no coming back from that because they bring in this other allegiant general guy. Um, why couldn't that guy be Hux? Oh, because you because if Hux was saying this guy's his lines, you wouldn't take any of it seriously because you know that guy's a clown. It sucks. Yeah. And so instead of doing anything, because we don't have time in this movie, yeah, he just gets unceremoniously shot dead from like, apparently that's like a laser bazooka because homeboy slides all the way across the room. <laughs> that's the weird thing. Of, again, Star- Disney Star Wars is not following the own, their own or the rules of Star Wars because I remember in uh, the opening of episode four, everybody's getting, sh- when they get shot with laser beams, they just fall over. Yep. Yeah, but yeah, th- this is, and I think even the stormtroopers do that too. I mean, they just like you yeah, know. Yeah. I mean, everybody's like on freaking wires, like it's the goddamn Matrix or something. Yeah, when when our heroes arrive on the ship and those stormtroopers show up, that it's just boom, they just fly across the room like it's an old western. Yeah, it's it is especially egregious, and no need to take cover, no need to <laughs> be alarmed that there's like armed troops coming after you. Um, every shot is a kill shot, and like you said, yeah, they're, they're running around like you're playing Doom with God mode. Yeah, it, it's just like it's uh, it, it's so frustrating because like yeah, the the stormtroopers just fall down like spectacularly, and I I don't know I I guess I guess I would have liked to have seen you know have, have we 
I think those stormtrooper outfits are like lined with asbestos or or like cyanide or something because I think like if there's some kind of like impact, there must be some kind of like capsule the, death gas or the something. Armor just kills you. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's the exact it's, opposite. It's death armor, and it's like instead of protecting <laughs> you, it's the wearing the armor that kills you instantly. It's a magnet for. <laughs> light for a blaster bolts. Yeah, because I don't think it's the blaster shots that's killing these fools. It's it's like there's well, like, yeah, yeah, like Jin Erso in Rogue One is killing stormtroopers with a stick. <laughs> and the Ewoks did it before that. Yeah. That's true. Well at least it's canon. Uh, <laughs> Death by stick. But but know. yeah, so I, I think we figured it out. I think I think stormtrooper helmets are lined with poison gas. Yeah. <laughs> Instant death. But uh I guess before we go yeah. to whatever planet, we get the big reveal. Uh, Ren confronts Rey, tells Rey her true background. She's the Emperor's granddaughter. He wants her to join him to overthrow the Emperor. She says no, throws herself into the void, and is picked up by the Millennium Falcon. Sound familiar? Mm-hmm. If, if yep. you don't know what I'm talking about, yep. go watch The Empire Strikes Back. Better movie. We've seen, we've seen all of this before. Also, what indication did the last two movies give that Rey Alpine? I mean, it, it could have something to do with just her natural affinity for, for the Force and her tendency towards... Well, considering Anakin is technically a son of Palpatine, shouldn't he have been getting powers without training? Yeah, it's really... That's that's kind of been an, well, an, but an she, ongoing thing. It's like it's... Yeah. They're trying to make sense of it retroactively. Right, because contrary to what these people say, that was never the plan, that was never the intention. But, yeah, have, having... Her being an actual granddaughter um, by blood as opposed to by the force like Anakin was, you know, there, there's there's an argument to be made that, well, yeah, maybe that's passed through and that's why she's so damn powerful. Well, then, then Luke should be equally powerful because he's the son of Anakin who had more or a higher uh, midichlorian count than Yoda. Yeah, he was supposed to be have been the most powerful. Right. None of this makes sense. Well, and and with Anakin, who's to say that he's not? You know, because like I mean, if we want to start talking about midi chlorians, I still have like this this pet theory that like, well, Anakin's power is diminished when like literally parts of his body are chopped off, and there's less midi chlorians. I think that uh, that was actually canon. Oh, really? Yeah. Is that is that he would have been much stronger if. Uh, if he hadn't been maimed, constricted to an iron lung and all that, but <laughs> yeah, and, and then with Luke, you know, we since we don't really see it, you know, who who knows what what powers he has because apparently he develops astral projection at some point, but um, I don't know, I don't know. Let's but, let's go to our yeah, next yeah planet. yeah. Let's keep moving, otherwise we're gonna get bogged down in legislation so, that so, none of us want any part of. So this isn't the forest moon of Endor that they're on, right? I I think that's where we landed. We we talked about this a lot in pre-show because it's like you know, um, first of all, the forest moon of Endor. You know, using the proper Akbarian pronunciation there. Um, but yeah, no. Um, so Return of the Jedi takes the the shield generator for Death Star 2 was on the forest moon of Endor, meaning it was like a moon of the planet Endor, not actually yeah. the planet Endor itself. Um, yeah, I, I, I think we have a quorum on that. So but what is unclear so, 
Oh, oh, oh! Luke's got the wiki up. You, you got, you got the Wikipedia. It is the Wikipedia. Yes, that's hilarious. Um, so, so what you got going on here? So the planet, or the that's actually another moon that they go to, I guess. Um, and it's called Kef Beer. Um, I had some of that Kef Beer once. Woo! You gotta stay away from that. So is it? It's very German. Is it the moon of Endor? It's uh, known as the ocean moon of Endor. Uh, so it's it's one of Endor's moons. Um, because like, cause the actual planet Endor is is a, a gas giant. You're a gas giant. <laughs> and so... <laughs> Sorry. And then they... there's a, So I guess there's a number of, of moons orbiting that. So I guess probably like the, the Death Star wreckage like was scattered out into space and some of it ended up coming to rest on this, uh, on this other moon that was nearby. Shouldn't that planet be totally dead of life considering the size of the Death Star chunk? It's like the size of a state. Yeah, I mean the scale is kind of—I don't know—you never really well, get much I, of a sense well, of scale the, the, there. Well, the blaster dish is still intact, so I mean yeah. that itself was massive. Yeah. So this should have destroyed that planet. Yeah, I—I I have serious problems with the physics of all that. Well, that starting it, with the fact that the Death Star itself was vaporized. There should not be not only—I mean, it—it's. I would have been okay with like what we saw in the first trailer, where it's like part of that scallop piece. And, like, that's it. But there's, like, tons of inner workings and working doors. And the throne room is still intact. Yeah, and it's like... There's still glass. You're almost led to believe that, like, this is the skeleton of the Death Star. Like, this is the superstructure. The whole thing is right here. the explosive... Or the explosion in Return of the Jedi, the whole thing was atomized. Yeah. Nothing should have been left. With the Emperor on it. Sure what it looked like. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, so... That's that's pretty egregious. Yeah. And what I think is, well, I was going to move on, but you want to finish your point. Well, I was going to start talking about the knife and how that that matches (laughs) up. Something more egregious. Yeah. How is that knife perfectly aligned with a Death Star chunk? Decaying structure. No. (laughs) That I I um no super coincidental. And then it's like, ooh, what's this thing? (laughs) I mean, it's like so you have to stand in the. precisely the right spot to get that to work yes mary ray is awesome (laughs) speaking of her being awesome despite being growing up on a desert planet she's Uh able to ride a boat there despite those perfect storm style waves yeah without any problem the people that have been living on this planet or moon sorry uh the people that have been living there it's like no man the water's too choppy you can't go out we'll we'll have to wait until like nightfall or daybreak or whatever i I just want to say something real quick to everybody who's defended ray over these years yeah she is a fucking mary sue get over it there is no denying it anymore so you can add sailing to her uh, uh, repertoire. She grew up on a desert planet. There's no reason for her to know how to ride a boat that well. And you would think she would be terrified of water. Maybe? Yeah. I mean, she was super excited to see water in uh, Last Jedi. She was super excited to see greenery when she in uh, oh, Force right. Awakens. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Growing up on a desert planet will do that to you. But but yeah. So, yeah, so she's impatient and... You know, strikes out on her own. Yep. And despite this, traversing this thing would take days, considering how massive the Death Star is. Yep. She gets there within minutes and makes her way to the Emperor's closet. Has a Force vision with with a goofy, goofy, toofy Ray. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's where she meets Evil Ray. Yeah, with her uh, 
light Swiss Army knife. Her, yeah, her switchblade lightsaber, which is super dumb. Um, Very meme-worthy, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got a lot of mileage out of that one, I, I, I think. Um, I mean, it was so clear what that was an attempt at. Oh, know? sure. I mean, it was, it was trying to mirror the same vision that Luke had in... Uh, Empire Strikes Back, except horribly, and of course, like so many, it's like so many of the like kind of things that are trying to mirror the original trilogy in this yeah. movie. It, it it did not pull it off. Oh, but but not she's got well. she's got evil teeth though. <laughs> she she hits at you. She's because she evil with with, with her uh, switchblade laser yeah. blade. Um, I can't remember how did Ren find them. He just showed up. Okay. Well, because uh, well, he has see, and this is where I get confused. It's like you know, like are the Sith wavefinders unique to one another? Because Kylo already I mean, has one, one. So does his also point to the same place? I don't know. Because I mean, that's the only thing I can think of is that um, he knew where to be because the wayfinder took him there. You know, he fired up ways. And it's just like, oh, watch, watch out for construction on the on the, on the, on the ocean the moon of Endor. But yeah. anyway, he he breaks the MacGuffin with his bare hand, which was pretty cool. That's that, that's pretty fucking metal. I'm cool with that. Yeah. But they have their big fight. Finn yells his one of two lines for the hundredth time. <laughs> Ray! That seems to be the entirety of John Boyega's contribution to Woo! these movies. Yeah, there's there's a lot of yelling, <laughs> lots of woos, lots of rays. <laughs> Might as well have hired Ric Flair to do it. <laughs> Better movie. Oh, that's that. But, that's good. So, so uh, this leads to my big problem with how they handled Carrie Fisher. Yeah, take us there. You, you, so they're fighting. Uh, Leia distracts Ren by Odin on the Force. I guess that is pretty much what happened. Con- considering the circumstances of Carrie's passing and her toxicology, that was totally disrespectful. Fuck J.J. Abrams. I never thought of it that way. The, the, huh. Oh man, that that was bullshit. Because I guess it was a similar situation, a similar situation to how Luke went out is like just the effort, I guess. Of Th- that's how I read it. Of reaching at- out in the force to him just did her in, despite the fact that she seemed to be in pretty good health. Well, that and they ran out of footage. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there, and there, I, there was no more footage. And on top <laughs> yeah. of that, butthole eyes had to tell us what was going on because I guess JJ thinks we're too stupid. Well, and and oh yeah, no. And I was gonna say it's like, and there's no more footage. So um, no, I mean, but but yeah, no, no. I I yeah. see what you're saying. I misspoke. She did. Uh, butthole eyes didn't need to do an exposition dump. It was pretty clear what was happening. <laughs> he said butthole and eyes in the same <laughs> sentence, and and dump. only a few people get that nowadays yep ask your parents um so yeah i mean i mean and it's so weird too because you know we talk about like all these characters that you know uh are introduced in force awakens then get cast off in last jedi and jd abrams so he he created a lot of these characters like like snoke and maz kanata and all that and like and and huck and and even he uh, kind of casts off his own characters. Maz has nothing to do in this movie, um, other than she get- had nothing to do in the first movie except give out mystery boxes that never got resolved, unless you read <laughs> the comics or one of the books. Like, where did you get that lightsaber? That's a g- good question for another day. Yeah, that will never <laughs> for come another, for another novel. Yeah, fuck you by the book. Um, 
so yeah, so she's dead, and and you know she and she takes um she takes that metal to bed with her, which is also mildly uncomfortable. Why does she need that? Um, I, I no takers, no takers. Uh. Okay, fine. So I think, and and this this kind of uh, jumping all the way to the end of the movie, I misread something. So like one of the things that kind of pissed me off actually, and I was talking to some buddies at work about this. I was like, I was pissed off that apparently Princess Leia had Chewie's medal this entire time and decided to leave it in her will to give to Chewie finally after she was done bogarting it for 40 years. Um, like and why now? And why time. now? But then... And, but then uh, Is it to spite Han Solo? Well, it, well, speaking of Han, you want to hear some bullshit about medals? Sure. I'm always down for that. Uh, this is how much uh, Lucasfilm and name only hates Han Solo. They made him a pathetic drunk who sold Luke's medal for drinking money. In the canon, you, or the EU canon. What are you talking about? You, you remember the, the medals that they got from at the end of New Hope? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about now. But yeah, Han sold Luke's for drinking money. If you say so. That, wh- no, it was, where's it, that from? One of the comics. The oh. expanded universe. Yeah, this is just, that's why? Why are you doing this bullshit? That's a whole lot of if you say so. Well, <laughs> uh, it, I'll, I'll, have to, I'll have to find it. That, that's interesting. Because, um, yeah, I wonder what that's in service of. So so where I was going with the whole Chewie metal thing, and then, like, you know, uh, Princess Leia takes the metal to her deathbed with her, is that it's Han's metal, not Chewie's. I had that wrong. Okay. Um, and, like, I'm guessing... Because, again, none of this movie makes any sense, but I'm guessing that, you know, through this totem of Han Solo, she can then use that to commune with with Kylo better or something. This is falling apart in a hurry, and it's really dumb. Well, I mean, Han Solo does appear. Well, whatever. Han does appear to, to Kylo Ren shortly after this. Well, yeah, whatever she was trying to do worked because Ren got distracted and Ray stabbed him dead. Or yeah. mortally. But then she felt bad. She felt real bad. So she force healed him. Yeah. And then left. Because she can just do that. She could just do that. She healed that snake. I saw that earlier in the movie. That's totally a thing. It's it's I don't know what you guys' problem with that is. That's an established power <laughs> from twenty from- minutes earlier <laughs> in the movie. So it's established. It's paying Thank off goodness. something that was established. Thank goodness for that scene now. So that yeah, all and makes sense. And that that was especially gory too, because you could see like all the hamburger under underneath his uh <laughs> it, underneath his wool vest or whatever. Yeah. And, but um, so okay, so so we gotta talk about the the Harrison Ford cameo. Um, so Killing Spree, you had access to the leaks. Did you know about this? Yeah, cool guy Luke. Did you know that that was gonna be a thing? Uh, no, I pretty much avoided spoilers before seeing it. Gotcha of any kind. I was completely surprised. I had, you know, and and it was so far off of my radar because we all know how Harrison Ford feels about these movies. It's mm-hmm. like, I'll come back for one more. You got to kill me off, though. Otherwise, I'm not coming back. So when he comes back, I was legit surprised. And that scene, even though it's, literally beat for beat the in in force awakens but harrison ford kind of good in this scene what do you think yeah i honestly like this scene was one i enjoyed quite a bit it was one of the better parts of the movie for me it was fine but it just shows that jj all he's good at is copying other movies 
<laughs> including his own. <laughs> that's how that's he's scraping the bottom of the barrel now. Yes. So then, um, bu- 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 so okay, so Leia goes to Luke's island planet to die, or Ray goes there, or Ray, yeah, yeah. So so Ray fucks off, and then oh yeah, so so basically like through the through the Han Solo conversation, they determine that well no, it, it's Kylo Ren that's dead because he he got stabbed. You see, he's super dead. <laughs> ben is back, I guess. And so then he, you know, hucks his his uh, his uh, uh, broke dick lightsaber. I'm sure he's not going to regret that later. No, it's <laughs> like you know what? I could have used that. Fuck. <laughs> I mean, it had it had a bitching cross guard and everything. Yeah, it was all super dangerous and throwing sparks all over the place. But that's fine. It was super metal. It's fine. Um, um, but yeah. So so Ray goes to uh, uh, Space Ireland, and. Um, because she's given up. Yeah, she, she's burning Ren's Tie Fighter. Yeah, she tosses Anakin's wait, lightsaber. Wait, 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 wait! No, no, before that, she's chucking wood on it. <laughs> it's like, hey, you dang woodchucks, quit chucking my wood! <laughs> I was kind of, and it's so weird because, like, one, how, how does that kind of fire actually start? Did she like do force lightning on it to like ignite like the leather seats or something? Who cares? <laughs> It all comes back. Uh, remember, <laughs> remember, it all comes back to fuel. <laughs> See, because it, it that thing is rotten with gasoline. That's right. Like all of the Empire's hardware, just designed to explode <laughs> it, it, with she the prob- slightest spark. And she probably came in for like a decent landing, too, and in doing so, it just ignites. <laughs> it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't meaning to go into exile, but here we are. I'm going to throw some <laughs> sticks on it. And it's so funny. <laughs> like, so she's hurling all this wood on it. And I, I need to see those space nuns come out and say, oh, this bitch again? God damn. Damn it! We thought <laughs> we got least rid of their favorite person. Yeah. Oh man, those space nuns hate Ray. I love it. I love it. So anyway, please continue. I, yes, uh, I, I wanted to hijack it for some easy jokes. Yeah, Ray tosses Luke, uh, Luke and Anakin's Ooh. lightsaber. Yep. Force goes. Force Luke shows up, catches it, and he's like, uh, "I can't remember word for it." But he's like, "A lightsaber deserves more respect than that." Along those lines, yep. a clear fuck you to Ryan Johnson. Yep. And hey, hey, remember when? JJ said Last Jedi wasn't gonna mess or mess up Episode Nine at all. Like it wasn't gonna cause any problems at all. <laughs> you lied. Like he lied about uh, uh, what's his face from Star Trek not being in Con, Star- yeah, not being in into darkness. Yeah, yeah. Now, you know, JJ Abrams is a known liar. So I mean, that that anything that dude says has zero credibility for me, at least. Dude can say the sky is blue, and I won't believe him at this point. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, there won't be no computer-generated Carrie Fisher in this movie. That would be disrespectful. Um, so, yeah, so, I mean, so, um, a couple things. One, I, I like that Luke catches the saber with his right hand. No robo-hand no more. Now, now that he's a ghost. Oh, yeah. I, I but, that, but in Last Jedi, the robot hand disappeared as well. You then, should still have the robot. You should still have a robot hand because that disappeared too. I needed a clank at the end of that when his robes drop and just clink. <laughs> it's like oh, <laughs> just an extra fuck you. He's dead. Yeah, <laughs> just just to make sure. I mean, kind of like in uh, uh, you can't um, take it with you. The the end of uh, Force Awakens where Ray goes to give him the saber. It's like hey, um, there was a hand. Did you bring the hand with it too? <laughs> but um, 
been looking for that thing. Yeah, I've been looking for it. Oh my gosh. Um, what do you think of that scene of of Force Ghost Luke? Hamill's got a bad wig in this. <laughs> He's got a bad wig. It's just the scene ruined Johnson, ruined it. it. This thing should never have had to happen. Yeah. Yeah, it's a real uh it's a real 180 from from where uh Luke was earlier. Like I came here to die like you. I was wrong. <laughs> Which I mean, I think at, at this point, I think that's probably a, as good of a thing as as could have happened. Yeah with with the situation we've got like it may it makes sense but then but then luke skywalker shows how bullshit uh last jedi is he uses the force to lift that his x-wing out of the water <laughs> and it works perfectly well after who knows how many years underwater a lot so we- this whole time luke when he realized he was wrong could have got on his x-wing gone to the salt planet and went out like an actual hero rather than phoning it in literally <laughs> I don't disagree with you, but it like kind of like what Luke was getting at. It's like in in the in the realm of dealing with what we have instead of what we want. I was kind of okay with that. Like like seeing him just just you know using the force as a ghost and raising the X wing. I I thought that was kind of cool. Well, and that was one kind of mirror moment. That, yeah, that I did like where like you know you had the you had the uh, scene on Dagobah where like he couldn't lift yeah. the x-wing out of the water but yeah. now we can it's no problem yeah okay. but now granted he's dead but but, but still it, it still causes the problem of the force ghosts can do all these things and they didn't help at all during the galactic civil war i don't know if all force ghosts can do that i think luke had grown so powerful that even as like as we saw with Yoda well, in Last Jedi, to well, where it's if, like he can like hang on to things and stuff. Well, he like could that. also summon lightning and destroy things. So uh-huh. in Return of the Jedi, he should have shown up to either the Death Star two or the shield generator and just went. That's true. And and I wonder if there is a geographical limitation to Force ghosting, meaning like can you just manifest as a Force ghost anywhere? Well, yes, you can because uh uh. Obi-Wan died on the Death Star. Oh. He showed up on Hoth. He showed up on right. Dagobah. And he showed up on the forest moon of Endor. Oh, shit. And Yoda is there as well. And as is Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. Th- yeah. That that sounded really cool in my head for a hot minute. <laughs> um, because I. Yeah. Until I ruined it. Until you ruined it with your logic and your reasoning. It is kind of a, another way that this movie kind of makes it makes it. It cheapens things. Because, you know, you have characters coming back from the dead. You have characters who were supposed to be dead, but turns well, out they're alive, and that happens multiple times, and it kind of loses its well, really loses its shine pretty fast. Speaking of things getting cheapened, after this happens, the Emperor sends out one of his Death Stars to blow up Poe's ex-girlfriend's planet. Oh, no. With Karen a Death Russell, Star no. cannon. Oh, oh no. Babu Ever. Frick, no. I like that uh, little puppet uh, so much. Apparently yeah. this massive weapon that you had to put on a moon-sized space yeah. station can just be put on Star Destroyers. A normal-sized Star Destroyer. I mean, how now? many more years until it could be on a TIE fighter? <laughs> how many more years until it's just a gun you can carry in your hand? <laughs> there it is. <laughs> like like the one that that, that Allegian general shoots uh, Hux with. Shoots him all the way across the room. Next thing you know, boom, vaporized. And the entire back half of the ship is or how long Ooh, until very like, powerful. And how long, uh, until how long it's like... Uh, Frieza from Dragon Ball where he could just point at a planet and it's dead. <laughs> I don't, 
Watch some Dragon Ball Z. You'll get it. Oh, is that is that the over nine thousand meme? That's I mean, over nine thousand. It's, it's, it's related. It's yeah, it's from that particular story arc. Yeah, but that's funny. <laughs> See, I I did a thing. I connected some dots. Um, good for me. Uh, but yeah, no, it's and and it was interesting because like so they have like these these super canon things, and the the thing that I immediately thought of is aside from good lord this is stupid is like wait a second is this similar tech to what we saw um at the end of last jedi where like they they bring in like like that that rolling tank thing it was death star tech but it wasn't a planet killer yeah it was like a miniaturized version of the it was just strong enough to it was strong enough to blow open a door that was it except not vaporize a couple speeders there directly yeah it just stops at the door oh okay very good gotcha gotcha that totally makes sense now um so yeah so um yeah like they have and and that uh that planet blowing up was pretty cool i mean it looked pretty cool i i i don't that's all jj's good for making stuff look cool that that it looks cool, but there's no substance. Yep. Um, uh, let's see. It was more. It was more substantive than like the Republic planets getting destroyed in episode. Was that the seven. Republic planet? They never. Did they ever say what planets got destroyed? Like in episode were, seven? Yeah, they just. They were just there, and then they were gone. Yeah, it was. Uh, that that was what the Star Killer base. Yeah. Destroyed was like oh, the. Okay. the the capital of the new republic oh that's right all of the, like, that's right han and all the gang were planets. trying to get this information to the republic they couldn't get the republic but they were close enough to the republic that they could see the planet being destroyed yep without yeah. a telescope yeah it's like why didn't they just go there first oh wait plot yeah but at least <laughs> because movie <laughs> but at least in this case like we'd been to the planet that gets destroyed so it kind of it felt more real i don't know i was just never really the whole like destruction of the planets in episode 7 felt really cheap but this at least kind of was a little more substantive cuz like you know at this point we know characters who were there yeah except later it turns out they weren't actually there so stakes what is that <laughs> yeah well i mean i mean poor kevin smith was still on that that planet he got vaporized he he has, he has a cameo in that he's like one of like the back people before before they they meet <laughs> babu frick it doesn't matter let's keep moving uh but yeah no i uh, uh another thing about those those dumb republic planets it's like um we don't see coruscant anytime during the sequel trilogy i originally thought that was coruscant oh yeah i mean we all did and and, and you know what it would have made sense if it was and again, that would yep. at least establish some stakes. It's like, oh, here's a here's a planet we spent a fair amount of the prequel trilogy on gone. That's at least something, mm-hmm. as opposed to just these nameless, faceless planets that that we just couldn't care less about. So, have we gotten to the point where we can talk about uh, Palpatine's entire scheme, as as it were, or do we got other stuff? Do- uh, I think there's some. I don't remember how. Ray gets the coordinates to the resistance so that they can show up. But basically it's like oh, Poe oh. and the gang are gonna show up while Lando's gonna go get help. That's right. Yeah. So Lando goes to get help. And yeah, I, I think well, no, she has and actually there's this kind of cool line from Luke where uh she's like, dude, I, I I don't know how to get there. And he's like, Everything you need is here. And meanwhile so so Kylo's Sith Wayfinder is in oh, his di- in that was his- conveniently not burning. Conveniently not burning. <laughs> yeah, but it was so fragile that you could break it with your own hand. Yeah, 
but surprising, fuck? but surprisingly fire resistant. And okay. he also, um, and he also dropped some weird science here. He's like, yeah, so so not only have you uh, discovered your true uh, parentage, but yeah, all of us knew the whole time. Fuck you, movie. Oh, by the way, there's uh there there's something for you in the uh in the wall there. I can't get it for you, but I'm a ghost or something. I mean, I could, but I don't want to. I th- I I think that's actually what. It oh, is, that's right. Yeah. He, she that's when she gets Leia's lightsaber that she had. Well, I couldn't remember if it was Ryan Johnson or someone else said that Leia had no training. I don't remember, but it was one of those two knuckleheads. Um, well, clearly this movie shows that she did. Yes. At least for a little while. Training. <laughs> oh man. Um, uh, so but yeah, they have their plan is to do a landing invasion to destroy the uh, uh, radar dish or the communication dish, so that the star destroyers can make their way through the, the space cancer. Yeah, th- this is where <laughs> it gets really ropey and really just like, I mean, again, I I'm I'm a lifelong fan of this nonsense and. I could not keep up with what was going on. It's like this does not make That was done and by design. It's well, it, the plot moves so fast that you don't have time to process what's happening. Yeah, that's um that's one thing that I love about episode 6 because mm. uh, so, in Return of the Jedi, again, it's it's a similar setup to what we got here. It's like yeah. you have the Emperor's the Empire's super weapon um, and then there is like a strategic, um, basically piece of technology where if you, if you take that out of the game, um, then, you know, it, it'll make a, a major difference and it'll turn the tide of the battle. Uh, similar situation, except in, uh, uh, in episode six, it was the, um, the radar or the, the shield generator. The shield generator. Um, shield generator. <laughs> and in this case, it was like a, it was like a radar dish, but it kind of seemed like the way that played out was like it it gave enough time to that that part of the movie uh-huh um to where it it made more sense in, in this case it, it it definitely feels more rushed i like i don't really know what what the the resistance plan was right it's kind of just like a half cocked thing they just kind of went in there and and uh I don't know. It just it it was well it, because you you got Poe at the helm, man. He is he is all just cock. He's just like let's go and fuck that thing. That that's that is the entirety of our plan. I'm gonna shove my dick in it. Yeah, and I mean of course they didn't have. I mean they didn't have the kind of time yeah. I guess to like plan this out. But again, it's just like it's it's an attempt to do the same thing over again, but they don't do it as well. But this time with horses. In space, <laughs> space horses. Though I, I gotta say that the space horses in this looked at least seventy three percent less unsettling than those terrifying <laughs> horror horses from from the Last Jedi on that dumb casino planet. Uh, the, the, yeah, I tried yeah. to forget about that. I mean, th- those things are nightmare fuel. I mean, these were at least you know kind of respectable space horses. In fact, they actually kind of looked like they were like actual horses with just like shit thrown on them. But considering they have ho- hooves, wouldn't they have not been able to run on such a smooth surface? Eh, maybe not. Um, better question: you you mentioned earlier, it's like so. Hey, wait a sec. Do none of these planets have atmosphere? Well, apparently this one does well, because everybody's a okay in in uh, in space. I guess. Yeah, All right, because they were because they end up. 
on sorry. the they end up on top of the star the star yeah yeah they, the, the they, flagship yeah they they um, launch a ground assault on a star destroyer which I think is pretty fucking cool actually well because we've never seen anything like that before well just because you've okay never it. seen it before but but here's the a question. They they know they're there on the horses doing yep. a ground assault. Why didn't somebody just say, tilt the ship yeah, t- 45 <laughs> to 10 <laughs> degrees? <laughs> oh, shit! <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I do oh, love... Those I do love, horses. I do love that this scene gives a bit of a, a pro-Second Amendment art, uh, moment. Ooh, tell me more. It's like... Or no, this is when the fleet shows up. Never mind. But uh, it's, it was... Uh, where did they get this fleet? It's just people. Oh yeah, see I and I I thought that was a dope line. I thought that was really cool. But, uh, it's like they don't have a navy. It's not a navy, it's just people. But that does lead to uh, something funny. Yeah. So uh po- yeah, Poe and the gang they're getting their ass kicked. Yeah. And just like an end game when uh Captain America's getting his ass kicked. Yeah, yeah. And suddenly he hears in his earpiece, look to your left, and all the heroes show up. In this case, Poe's like, I don't know what to do. Lando answers the call and then all these ships show up it's true ripping off endgame but, yeah but what i find really weird is that in uh last jedi yeah no one wanted the help when leia was calling but now they do I, I'm, lando I'm, had to convince them i'm guessing lando bribed them with some colt 45 yeah man <laughs> works every time <laughs> that's on brand i love it um yeah i mean because and oh and and another kind of like weird incidental fuck you to the last jedi is like you know like the the whole like luke sacrificing himself and the whole battle of crate thing it's like you know uh, uh poe is saying this very impassioned thing it's like ooh, this is going to be the 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 spark that you ignites ignites the thing that's going to burn the resistance down yeah that like doesn't happen um because it's still there's i mean like have like i mean aside from like uh um dominic monahan have like other new people joined the resistance since the last jedi because well, I don't... people who are apparently in the force awakens but J- ryan johnson forgot about so jj oh, brought yeah, him yeah. back oh, okay gotcha gotcha oh like greg grunberg yeah you know that guy and that guy totally eats shit too r.i.p that guy um, it seems like they're still seems like they're still working with the same kind of skeleton crew they had at the end of uh the last jedi but it was all of like what forty people on the Millennium Falcon. Something yeah, like that. Yeah. It seemed like their their ranks grew somewhat by yeah. the time this movie came around. They had they had a recruitment drive. What were they stealing children or something? Oh no. Well, the the, the some, final order was apparently somebody else entirely. Oh my gosh. Okay, let's really? go. Let's, yeah, let's go to Ray and the uh, the uh, the Emperor then. Okay. Well, bef- uh, before we get there, I want to talk about the the final order because I think I think we we skipped this somewhere along the way. And so like you have like all these star destroyers breaking out through the ice, and so I I gotta like rate the scheme here. So let me get this straight. So Emperor Palpatine, who may or may not have died on on Death Star two, we, have, um, we don't get any kind of information as to how he well, survived or how. Nah, he I think this was something. I, I, think something. Expla- <laughs> I think the explanation was cut because the Reddit leaks had an explanation. Oh, okay. It's really stupid. <laughs> like pretty much anything. See, as bad as Darth Maul coming back. It's dumber. <laughs> uh, uh, according to the Reddit leaks, uh-huh. the the Emperor in Return of the Jedi was a clone. Oh, he I, had a feeling that Darth Vader was going to betray him, so he sent a clone. I thought I read that somewhere. That's right. Oh, that's oh, that's stupid. I think that got cut. 
Yeah, well, yeah, and you know, I'm okay just with that make, being just cut make because the that... original trilogy matter even less. Yeah, well, it still matter. It doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, way to negate six movies in one shot. But okay, so again, we're gonna rate the scheme. So like, so Palpatine um, creates Snoke to build the First Order, including Starkiller Base. And all of their red sashes and all of their uniforms and all of the infrastructure and all of that. Meanwhile, Palpatine is on this ice planet, what, building his own separate fleet? About fa- a thousand Star Destroyers, because one of them said that, one of the officers said, this, this will increase our, increase our power a thousandfold. That's right, that's right. So, Why? Well, like, why? Where, where's he getting the resources? Where they have? I was just wondering whether those ships have crews. That was like, going to be my next question. It's like, who the fuck is crewing these things? That's and, something from the Reddit leaks. Also, like, they're kidnapping children and yeah, well, yeah. They're, they've been doing. They have been doing that. But like, even the rest of the First Order didn't know about this scheme. I, yeah. I don't. I don't know. It's well, just. And so, like, you cut away to one of these um, uh, Star Destroyers, and you see, like, the these Final Order people have different uniforms. They're, they're the troopers like, have fi- different uniforms. They even have a different name. Yeah. The, the, the Sith troopers. See, and, and I don't even know what that means. It means nothing because they're red they'll, armor. Yeah. It means nothing because they, the they showed difference. up for, like, they had less screen time than Captain Marvel did in Endgame. <laughs> they fly now, though. Because <laughs> all those fuckers have jetpacks, too. I mean, where's ever? Uh, it's like, oh, yeah, no, that, yeah, the, I, I almost want to see like some of the new new characters be like, "Hey, they fly now," and and Finn to be like, "Yes, we know, we know, we, we, we get it. We, <laughs> we did that joke. Yeah, we we had that legislation already. But yeah, I mean, it's just that is an unforgivable plot hole. It just makes no sense. And yeah, with a thousand star destroyers, you I mean, you need thousands and thousands and thousands of of people to crew these damn things. I think someone even mentions that in the movie, like one of the. Like one of the uh, Imperial officers or something says something about trying to find crews for the ships. Oh. I don't remember exactly what it was, well, but I think they're undermanned because when those things rise from the rise. under the ice, the Emperor is lifting his hand. So I, I, I think the Emperor himself is lifting them with the Force out of the ice. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Which makes no sense. Which see, I how, how do those star destroyers not or yeah, star destroyers not get damaged from f- forcing themselves through? hunks of ice like those shield domes should be gone yeah and and i remember we were talking um a long time ago about like you know whether whether where those ships came from and i think we landed on it's like oh no they've been there for like 30 plus years the emperor has been hiding them since like the empire days you know saving them for like a rainy day like a rainy day fund or something i don't get why he waited so long because the empire didn't just magically go away at the end of uh Turn of the Jedi. No. He could have just rounded up the fragments that were left. Like, all right, I'm not dead, you guys. We could still win this. Well, Especially if like the Emperor that died there was not really him. Yes. And also, don't announce your super scary plan to the entire galaxy and give them an opportunity to rally with Lando. Deploy your fleet. Yeah, it, it, take it, out a planet and say, oh, by the way, I'm back, motherfuck. <laughs> at least Tarkin and uh Vader had the decency to wait until the Death Star was ready to unveil it. Yeah, and it's yeah. I mean, and it falls apart really quick. So yeah. So um. So so I I just needed to get that one off my chest. So now let's let's talk about some more stupid plans so, of the yeah, Emperor. So so let's talk about 
Um, yeah, uh, when when uh, uh, Thanos fought the Iron Man, and anyway, <laughs> continue. But so yeah, Ray confronts the Emperor, and his real plan wasn't to have her killed; was to have her brought to him so that he can convert her to the dark side, or or have her kill him, and his essence would go to her, and she would become the Empress. And I'm confused as to why he didn't do that with his kid. Yeah, I- instead, like this, like. Jedi bounty hunter person and, just like gacks him with a with, why, with that knife. I guess Ray is super awesome because everybody wants to give her stuff. <laughs> Even the bad guys want to give her something, which I guess is like the actual like clinical definition of a Mary Sue, where it's like the entire world revolves around the character. Yeah, considering the way this movie ends, yes, yeah. <laughs> but um, so yeah, Ren. Sh- or I guess Ben now. Yeah, he's Ben now. He shows up and he fights Ren the, no more. <laughs> he, he he's fighting the Knights of Ren. He's getting his ass kicked. Yeah, because dumbass threw away his lightsaber, <laughs> and and his and his warm jacket. He's he's and he's, where did he get that Tie Fighter? Oh yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty sure he was marooned on that planet. Not just marooned on that, easy for me to say, not just marooned on that planet, but marooned on the Death Star. On the on the wreckage, yeah. Oh, well, okay, so here's the thing. If this is like the fully armed and operational battle Maybe station. he just found one. He just, yeah, just went down below. I mean, it's got working oh, doors. Okay. We saw the All working right. doors. All right, I'll buy that dumb I'm sure bullshit. A, I'm sure there's a TIE fighter here somewhere. <laughs> He's like, just, I don't know. But anyway. <laughs> what good fortune. Yeah, Ray uses Force Skype to teleport a light saber to Ren. Yeah. Or I, I should call him Ben now. Yeah, I, you gotta I, call him Ben now, because he's fighting the Ren people. So Yeah, and he kicks their ass. Yes. And I, I gotta say, you, you got you, you got a couple, there, there's a couple flashes of um, uh, Adam Driver kind of channeling Harrison Ford a little bit. Like, there's uh, there was a spot way earlier in the movie, like when, when uh, Hux was giving him lip. And he does like instead of like you know in um, uh, Last Jedi where he's getting like thrown around, he does something different. He gives him the the Harrison Ford one finger point. You guys catch that? <laughs> he's he's just like, <laughs> and and that scene ends. He really should have played a young Han Solo, not his son. Yeah, there you go, there you go. I like that. Um, but then in this, like after he gets the um, uh, the saber, he kind of does this kind of like shoulder shruggy type of thing it's kind of like what what han solo does after they they uh round up all the scout troopers um uh the shield generator okay anyway just does the thing where it's like the the scout troopers like hey what the fuck and all the ewoks come out and he's just like hey yeah it's very visual I stopped well, the entire show for that, but anyway, yeah. yeah so he he does that. He uh, he kicks their ass, and the two of them confront the emperor, and because they're the force dyad. What the fuck is that? Anyway? More more like the force diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I was so conf- I'm like, what the fuck is a dyad? Is that is they that never s- explain it? Is that they some like, never explain is it? Is that some like D and D shit or something? I don't. Well, the two of them together, I guess it's like uh, kind of like Dragon Ball Z f- fusion stuff. Is Only that, anime nerds are going to understand what I'm talking is, about. Is that like a Steven Universe thing? It's like this is two they, characters. They fuse two and... characters do a, a, a dance. I know what dance. that is, Luke. Don't judge me. I know what that I, is. I know you know. Well, I know any, you anyway, know. for whatever reason, when those two are together, it's super powerful. The Emperor realizes yeah. this and he sucks their life force. He's like, "Give me your life." And, and when he regenerates, when he heals himself, like grows a, his, grows his, a couple his, fingers, his fingers grow back. But 
Why so, does he grow heal himself only to post Mace Windu scarring? It like he somehow looks worse because like early and he, and he grows a, a sash, a red sash. It's <laughs> very sporty. He's very very fashionable, and I and and it's weird because like I I kind of like when we're first introduced to Palpatine early in the movie, and like it has like the weird like strobe effect, and his like faces like changing. And I, stuff. I guess was, JJ it was realized like, he was getting criticized for lens flares, so his solution <laughs> was strobe lights. Yeah. But it was kind of like a little bit kind of creepy for a hot sack but i did feel bad for poor ian mcdermott because like he's he's gotten to an age now where they don't have to put the old age makeup on him he's just (laughs) that way and then so like so when he gets like healed and stuff then they go back to putting more makeup on him to yeah make make him just look like a swollen scrotum like he did at the at the end of uh revenge of the sith there and it's it's so dumb. It's yeah. like, yeah, why why wouldn't he I mean, I guess it would stand to reason if he sucked more of their precious life force that maybe he would have continued what I would have liked to have seen is like he draws this life force from them and he goes back to like being like normal, like how he looked in like episode one, but then like he loses some of it and his face like changes back or something. I, I'm trying to fix this movie as best as I can. It's not gonna work. Yeah. Anyway, I, I just thought that would have been a cool visual cue thing. So, so yeah. Yep. So he gets thrown into a into a chasm. Oh yeah. To yeah, certain em- death. The Emperor force pushes Ren down a hole. Which I kinda like that. That that's some audience uh, wish fulfillment there. It's like, fuck you. <laughs> and then and then the, the Emperor does Unlimited, super unlimited power. <laughs> and, he forced, and he shoots lightning up in the sky, and it yeah. disables all the resistance fleets temporarily because e- there are no stakes. Doesn't EMP blast? Yeah, exactly. and, and technically, it fries it's, all their electronics. You know, it's and it's a Disney movie too, or, or it's a comic book movie where you got a blue laser pointing at the sky. And it wouldn't be one of these types of movies if you didn't have blue lasers pointing at the sky. And, yeah. And you know, and and you could almost say that like, ooh, that's kind of telegraphed a little bit earlier, where Ray is shooting the the force lightning at the the hollow transport that doesn't have nobody on it. No yeah, but that, the decoy. But that transport blew up. It died permanently. Whereas all these resistance ships, they're just they're just like uh, they're just having some do? technical difficulties. Yeah, which is which goes away as soon as Ray distracts the Emperor. Yep. Yep. Then we get. Uh, oh no. He, before she wakes up, the Jedi talk to her. Oh, yeah. And one of them has the dumbest lines that shouldn't have been in the movie. Anakin Skywalker, restore the balance as I did. Is that, is that inaccurate, though? It, it, it completely undermines one through six. Tell me more. The, the whole prophecy of Anakin w- would restore balance to the Force. Uh-huh. And he does so by killing the Emperor. Ah, which he didn't do. It's like you can't even say you did that. That clone Anakin. ate shit, though. Uh, the Emperor didn't <laughs> die, so no, Anakin did not bring balance. Oh, he died for nothing. Oh, poor, poor Anakin. Little Annie. Yeah. Little orphan Annie. Yeah, episode one through six are meaningless now. Yeah, pretty much. Fuck you, JJ. Yeah, yeah, but she's got the super sweet Infinity Gauntlet now. It's fine. Oh, yeah, they, they rip off in-game. Yeah, yeah, no. Instead she- of, I am in- inevitable, I am Iron Man, it is, I am all the Sith. I am all the Jedi. <laughs> And she uses two lightsabers to cross guard, and you, and use the emperor's shooting his lightning at her, deflecting it back. At no point the emperor's like, "Man, this fucking sucks. Why am I doing this?" Maybe I should just stop lightning for a you second. Know, at, at least in uh, uh, hey! 
at least literally Reven- done this before. <laughs> well, at least well, I'm glad you brought that up. At least in Revenge of the Sith, yeah. he was doing he was allowing that to happen to convince Anakin to turn. Right. Uh, help me, Anakin. Help I'm, I'm me. too weak. I'm too weak. <laughs> but just to think, if only Mace Windu had two lightsabers, this whole thing could have been avoided. Well, that's true. Yeah, it's just like this. <laughs> this ending, like we're we're not like. We're not supposed to believe that, like, yeah. Palpatine died when he got thrown down this conveniently placed, like, reactor shaft, and then the Death Star was atomized. Right, but right. We're, we're supposed to believe that he's he's really dead now because he got uh, shocked by his own force light. You know, I saw a funny, like I saw a funny image about that. It's like this is how it really ended. It's the Millennium Falcon flying away from the uh, the exploding Death Star, and then yeah. you see the Emperor floating or flying away like he got thrown out. Oh. <laughs> I mean, well, maybe he was doing the same thing that Leia did yes! at the beginning. Yes! Boo! <laughs> I'm Mary Poppins, y'all! <laughs> Fuck. Woo! But, yeah, Not so... Me, Anakin, I'm so weak. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, the Emperor melts away and apparently yeah. destroys this whole arena full of... Are they Sith or are they just Sith loyalists? Who are those fuckers? I don't know who those people are. The, are. are they clones? Are they Imperial dignitaries? Are they just... Are they I, even I guess they're people? The, I guess they're the crew that was building all those Star Destroyers. Ooh. They'd at least... I mean, there's at least people there, yeah. But... Yeah. But that entire is, stadium full of them. Yeah. yeah. So, the whole thing falls apart. Ray dies. Yeah. Or but, Ben dies. No, no, no. Ray dies first. Oh, you're right. Yeah, you you, you got yourself a real Romeo so, and Juliet situation so Red, going on here. <laughs> Red Mad- no, you die first. Yeah, no, you die first. I guess Red, uh, Ben has some super climbing abilities because he gets out of that hole real quick. Yeah, but somewhere, and oh, yeah, I forgot to mention this earlier with like right before the uh, Knights of Ren fight. Um, so apparently since Kylo Ren is dead and he's now Ben Solo, so did he like lose his superpowers or something? Because it's like when he's like trying to get into the forest, he's like almost not making jumps, and again is kind of getting his ass kicked uh, with without. Here, here's his- the thing: Ren has gotten his ass kicked the entire mo- uh, trilogy. That's true. He he was like never a particularly formidable. <laughs> No villain to anybody, but yeah, I mean, it kind of reminded me of like Superman two, like Spider Man two, a little bit. He's like, you know, it's like he he lost his superpowers along with his uh, wool vest. Um, but, well, I mean, it could be that if he's not if he's not leaning into the dark side or leaning into his rage as much anymore, maybe he just yeah. doesn't really know how to operate. Apart from that, because it seemed like most of his power came from anger and and yeah. whatever like resentment and rage he had. Well, I guess turning to the light side worked because he. He now knows how to force heal. Yeah. He brings Ray back from the dead. Everybody knows how to force heal. Yeah. Yeah. They kiss. Ren dies. And he disappears. Into the- yeah. So so she gives him the kiss of death. Raylo's got what they wanted. <laughs> yeah. But here's the thing. See, and again, who is this for? Is it for the Raylo's? I guess. But when you think about it, <laughs> yeah. Raylo is incest. Because think about it. <laughs> He's like, think Ray, about it. Ray is. <laughs> In a roundabout way. What, what Ray is. The granddaughter of Palpatine. Uh-huh. Anakin is the son of Palpatine, the same way Jesus is the son of God. Okay. They're they're relatives. <laughs> ben and Ray are relatives. Are, are Raylos okay with this? I guess to Raylos, incest is wincest. <laughs> Has that really stopped any of these ships before? <laughs> ships crashing in the night. Yeah, that's. Um... I don't know if it counts if it was like an immaculate conception kind of situation. Well, like I said, that's what you're. Like I said, saying. Anakin is the son of Palpatine, the same way Jesus is supposed to be the son of God. So, 
Uh, okay. I, I, I'm stumped. All, all I know is he might have lived had she not kissed him. Was that think, what did it? Think about that. She kisses him, he immediately dies. <laughs> well, I think it was everybody loves he, Ray. Everybody Black has Widow. to. Everybody has to help Ray. I think it was because he was like the way he brought her back from the dead. Essentially, was by giving his life force. To yeah. See, everybody wants to give Ray stuff. <laughs> She's so awesome. I want to give you stuff. I love it. So the galaxy's celebrating now. Everybody's fighting the um, uh, the new order. Uh, oh, is that what that was? So, so this becomes the end of Independence Day. Yeah, you see some uh, star destroyers getting destroyed. I think one of them even got the Holdo uh, maneuver gone, done on them. Oh, is that is that? And I, I think <laughs> it's the one over Endor or the Forest Moon because there's just this. It looks like the Holdo maneuver. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I see. I I I know. Which what is you're apparently that. one in the million. Yeah. One million shot. I love that. I love that. We we take time out of our breakneck pace to be like, well, why don't we just do that? I mean, Dominic Monaghan is speaking for the audience when he's like, <laughs> why don't we just do that? Well, if oh it's, no, it's like a one in a million well, if shot. It's, if it's one in a million, then why did all the uh, the guys on the supremacy deck were like, oh shit, what she's got? She's got a hyperspace. We got to do something. Like they, that did not look like. Uh, one in the million. That was like, oh, we are fucked. Yeah. Well, because they knew how much gas they had, and it was going to blow up <laughs> real good. It's like, oh shit, we're all made of gasoline. But uh, <laughs> I knew like, this was a bad idea. <laughs> like that jetpack guy. But there, there's something particular in the celebration sequence that's. Yes. I have to mention uh, the lesbian kiss. That is so important, so inclusive that Disney cut it out of the Singapore release. Yeah, I heard about that. You know, it's interesting because, like, I so okay. I knew that this was going to be a thing, so I will admit that, like a fucking creep, I am watching like the entirety of the celebration. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, because there's a lot of like um, same sex hugging. So there's like a lot of dude hugging. There's a lot of like you know female on female hugging, and I mean a lot, a lot of bro hugs, lots of bro hugs. And I'm like, hey, are they smooching? Are they smooching? Oh no, I think that's a guy. I think that's a guy. okay. So I'm like, I'm like scanning the landscape, looking for this blink and you'll miss it. And then when it actually happens, I mean, yeah, it was kind of blink and you'll miss it, but it's still center screen. If I mean, there, there's kind of no mistaking it. It's kind of like there, right? Yeah, it's there, but it was so unimportant. Yeah, that Disney had no problem cutting it out because of a country that where homosexuality is outlawed. So very progressive of you, Disney. Way to stick by your convictions. So to what end, though? I mean, I mean, I mean, well, my, I, I, I guess I, I just guess... remember. Wait, I can't remember how long ago this was. But this was when Georgia was having their uh, uh, that abortion law thing, and Disney was like, "We will not do business here." Oh. Way to stick to your con- to guns, Bob Iger, you piece <laughs> of shit. Okay, okay. Because I, I, I was going to say, it's like, well... Couldn't I, turn down that money. I'm sure they want that Singaporean money. I oh, mean, yeah. I mean, it's... it's <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, Republic credits will do you no good. I need something... <laughs> I need <laughs> something more real. <laughs> more real. There it is. <laughs> need some real money. Yeah. Or something. But, um, um, so, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I liked seeing Ewoks again. I thought that was dope. It was whatever. Oh, I no? Come on, you guys. I never liked Ewoks, so whatever. I mean, I, I thought it, I thought it was cool. I thought it was cute and fine. And it was, it was a nice little, little nod to a better movie. Yes. <laughs> well, and, and one of the things, okay, so, you know, one of the things that we had been saying a lot, a lot, a lot is how visual 
J.J. Abrams is. And there and there's a lot of cool visuals. You know, it's like, you know, the Thousand Star Destroyer fleet and, you know, even kind of like the introduction of like the evil ice castle and stuff where it's just like all of this like enormous negative space and things like that. So, yeah. but, but one of the things that I thought that was really cool during the celebration scene is we, we go back to Jakku. Because everybody wants to go back to Jakku, right? And you see, um, I've been itching to get back. One, <laughs> one of the the newly destroyed uh, star destroyers falling down, like right next to the one crashed star destroyer that we saw in Force Awakens, and I I thought that was pretty cool. You know, what I'm surprised they didn't do. What's that? They didn't go to Naboo and have Jar Jar Binks return. <laughs> We's a free again, again, exactly. Because it really is kind of like the same ending as Return of the Jedi Special Edition, where it's just like we're showing all the celebrations. That, that, that's all JJ's good for is copying yeah. other movies. Hopefully, this victory doesn't turn out to be meaningless. Well, we'll find out in thirty years, won't we? <laughs> Probably less than that. But so yeah, after the celebration, okay. Uh, Ray goes to uh, Tatooine, mm-hmm. to the abandoned home of Luke Skywalker. How does she get there? How, to the moisture how, fog. How, how does she know where to go? Fuck you, that's how. Oh, okay. Very <laughs> good. Maybe she had one of them uh, uh, Wayfinder jobbies, or, or maybe like a, a knife of so, some, yeah, kind, yeah, some she, color. She, Ancestry.com. Yeah, she, she's walking around. And <laughs> she it's doesn't, like, wait, 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 wait. I'm wait. sorry. She, she doesn't even have uh, R2-D2 with her. No, she has she, BD-8. She, she, she stole Poe's droid. She's like, this is mine. Oh, she because, steals it because everybody wants to give Ray stuff here. Take, take my best friend. <laughs> take my X-wing. Take yeah. my Millennium Falcon. Exactly. But yeah, take, take it. It's yours. Yeah. Oh, it turns into Bane. Yeah, uh, it's yours. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, Ray's walking around. Is like, hey, remember this scene? Remember that scene? Better movie. <laughs> and then Ray, uh, I guess, gives Anakin the biggest fuck you. I'm cool with that. that I, d- I hate sand. That that dude's a prick. Yeah, see, and that's the thing too, because like Ray sad. Ray loves sand. She loves it so much. She's got to find like a boogie board and like slide on down into the into the Lars homestead. And I thought that was fine because we saw some of that in Force Awakens. Yeah, but so because Ray likes sand, I guess Anakin doesn't. Fuck that guy. Yeah, she buries Luke in Leia's lightsaber. Then some random person comes up. We haven't seen anyone around. A fucking nosy neighbor. It's like, Jesus, yeah. who lady. Are who are you? She's like, she's like, Ray. Ray Skywalker. <laughs> See, that was my immediate reaction. It's like, is this supposed to be a James Bond moment? It's pretty good. <laughs> well, before you get copyrighted. <laughs> <laughs> that, oh, that's pretty good. Oh my gosh, yeah. And uh, so, so much for. Uh, remember when Leia was telling Ray, "Don't be afraid of who you are." Yeah, Ray Palpatine. I'm Skywalker now. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh, and Poe and Finn don't matter. Remember how in Return of the Jedi, the last shot of the movie was all of our heroes together. Yeah. Yep. No Poe and Finn. Nah. Just Ray looking off into the twin sunset with her new droid. Yeah. Fuck you, JJ. Yeah. I mean, I I didn't really mind the ending scene. I thought it was I nah. thought it was okay. But yeah, I mean it would have been it would have been better to have like the whole cast kind of get Yeah. get that final well, scene together. Well, much like Star Trek Discovery, this isn't about an ensemble cast. It's about one character. Yeah, it's it really does seem like a it's a movie that 
or a trilogy that focuses on one character and kind of tries to pretend like it's an, an ensemble cast but really right. like when you look deeper at it it's clearly there's one character who gets the the lion's share of the attention mm-hmm. all right so uh since we're at the end yes let's go back to that question i had at the beginning uh-huh how's it feel to be to live long enough to see your f- favorite franchises go down in flames luke you want to take this one i mean i wouldn't say it's i wouldn't say that that seems to be a pretty dramatic way of of describing what's going on right now. I mean, I just I haven't been the biggest fan of the direction that like the the sequel trilogy is has taken. Um but I kind of think like I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not going to like everything and sure. I think that um I, w- I wouldn't I wouldn't quite say that 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 Star Wars is is completely ruined at this point. I just think there have been some some real missteps and and things yeah. that have happened that have been pretty pretty unsatisfying lately. But I mean, you know, there's still there's still good stuff there. I just think maybe these these movies haven't really had what I'm what I've been looking for. But Star Wars is a movie franchise, and if the movies are doing bad, a mediocre television show and a Dark Souls knockoff isn't going to save it. <laughs> I assume you're talking about the Mandalorian there. Yeah, and uh, Fallen Order. Hmm. And ironically enough, I can't comment on either because I don't play video games and I have not watched The Mandalorian yet. I really like The Mandalorian. I, I've seen enough uh, spoiler-heavy reviews that it's like you're doing you have an eight-episode series and you have a ton of filler. Like, and one of those fillers is a blatant knockoff of The Magnificent Seven. <laughs> well, it's a western. I mean, I, I'd have been offended if it wasn't. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Yeah, yeah that's fine. Um. Okay. So, yeah, okay. So, I mean, I mean, I I'm kind of with Luke here. I I I don't think it's dead. I I don't know where we go from here though. I don't know if it's going to be more spin-offs or what is going to happen. Clearly the move, the the logical move is to put the film franchise on the shelf for a few. Let it just kind of sit on the shelf for a couple years do some more of this disney plus stuff we we got that kenobi show coming up you've got um i think they're still doing a cassie and andor show which i'm kind of cool with i like that um i i and i think the direction for star wars to go is instead of going bigger like this rise of skywalker was where we're doing avengers endgame it's go small you you tell these small stories on the fringes that have nothing to do with people with laser swords because here's the thing the jedi are the least interesting people in star wars it's you know it's it's the smugglers it's the bounty hunters it's you know it it's the criminal element those those folks are interesting you know uh, x-wing pilots tie fighter pilots um mm-hmm. and and as as was in that line of dialogue, people. You know, one one of the things that was kind of interesting about the whole Ray parentage Palpatine reveal thing is it reverses one of the things that Ryan Johnson was trying to do in Last Jedi. Is like, well, um, oh God, was it like, well, you're not special, so therefore anybody can be special. That kind right. of thing. Like it's not it's not this continued dynasty. Of, of one powerful family like it's it's an outsider uh, someone who's essentially a nobody who's going to be the next hero and 
I think that's kind of the but, stuff I want to see. I want to see nobody. I, I don't need to see any more people with the name of Skywalker. <laughs> well, we, technically, we haven't been seeing people with Skywalker, the Skywalker name. We've been seeing these new people that we don't know or care about. Right. But that's why I mean. It's like you take this this whole set of characters from the sequel trilogy and just let them all sit on the shelf. I mean, it's like, and I, I saw some well, actors are, I think the actors are done. I don't think yeah. they're coming back. And that's okay. And probably for the best. I mean, it's like, I saw somebody tweeting about, uh, somebody wanting to do like a Rose series on, on Disney plus, And it's <laughs> like, that, that's fine. That's kind of whatever. Yeah. A, a TV series about a dumb character. Nobody liked <laughs> great idea. I love it. I love it. No, I, I think going smaller is definitely a better idea because that I mean lately that seems to be what what I've enjoyed more than anything else. Rogue One is pretty awesome. <laughs> Solo is kind of okay. Yeah. Um, oh, let's be real. Rogue One's only awesome because of that the last fifteen thirty minutes. Uh, I mean, I, that's I was rewatching it the other day. I was like, wow, this is really dull. Really, I was, yeah, I. I I was just flipping. I had to flip yeah. through channels waiting for the stuff with Vader to finally happen. That's funny. Yeah, I I don't remember us that famously disagreeing on it. But well, yeah, I mean, I've I, soured, I like I, it. When I first saw it, I was lukewarm on it, but I, I, over time, it's like, yeah, this movie's not great. See, and that's interesting because I've gone the other direction. I actually like it more. I, I it it's the one I go back to of like all of these Disney era ones. I'll watch me some Rogue One. Um. I don't watch Solo. I don't watch Last Jedi. I, I've, you know, I yeah, I I've watched Rogue One the most out of all of them. Um, mm. Maybe followed by Force Awakens. I'm not sure, because um, I, I like I've only seen that one a couple times. Whereas I've I've seen Rogue One a good few. Um, so, so as uh, as we're getting ready to close out, because I I know we wanted to do uh, rankings before we got out of here, but but. Um, Killing Spree, I wanted to ask you something because, like, um, so I, I've made vague allusions to, like, a certain portion of the fandom. and I know who you're talking about. Of course. And no, and, and that's fine. But uh, one thing that I am puzzled by, because we, we started the show with, um, you know, who is this movie for? Um, and we've kind of determined on this... this um, adventure that it's not really for anybody you know because it's like you know i mean we're we're trying to like please everybody and nobody all at the same time but but being um part of the fandom menace as you are i i need a little bit of clarification on something because i don't there's some there's something i don't understand okay i i saw several tweets from your i i don't know i i don't what do you, what do you call this guy? The the Cesar, the 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 fucking Van Skyver. What? Ethan so, Van Skyver. Yeah, yeah. So um, first time hearing of him. Oh, very good. We 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 can we can chat later, or maybe we can chat now. Don't, don't. you're gonna get some bad info. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I saw more than a few uh tweets in all caps. The fandom menace has won! Exclamation point. What does that mean? Uh, I don't recall the context of that tweet, so I can't. Get I don't it. think there is context, though. Well, it's it's um, because I I feel that I, I, I'm guessing it involves the leaks because Doomcock was reporting on these rumors, uh-huh. and the sh- access media were doing everything they can to discredit him. 
and it turns out he was 100% right. It almost sounds like, and I have no context on this or anything, so I'm probably wrong, but it almost sounds like an ironic statement, almost to the sense that, like, you, you people have done nothing but complain, and so now you get a movie where they tried to cater to your complaints. They but didn't, the though. That's the problem. Being shit. They didn't cater to us. That's the problem. Right. So nobody wins. So yeah, I mean, like, like I said, that, that it was, it was just something I was really confused about because I, I feel it like it almost sounds like it's saying this well, is your well, we fault. Were, well, after all these years, we were vindicated because for years we were saying Star Wars is in trouble. This isn't going to end the way you think. <laughs> and well, guess what? It ended horribly. So yeah, yeah. I wasn't I wasn't holding out a lot of hope after the Last Jedi, to be honest. And I don't know. Well, I the mean, the uh, the Disney apologists, however, were the ones holding out. They were the ones saying, "Oh no, you're wrong. This is going to be great. You don't know what you're talking about." Turns out we had a good idea of what we were talking about. Like this movie was in trouble from the get go. This whole trilogy was in trouble from the get go. I mean, I, think- I mean, George put somebody in charge who had no idea, didn't have a creative bone in her body. Yeah, I mean, just just based on the people who were who were in charge, I guess you could probably say like, yeah, there's 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 nothing really that good that's going to come of this, especially when you have two directors with completely different visions, completely opposing styles, who are going out of their way to try and, <coughs> and deconstruct you, what the other has done. And you kick one director out who had was uh, not too pleased about the second movie because it left him with nowhere to go. Yeah, like. Yeah, and it's it's just conflicting visions, and I I, I guess the other thing that that um and, and I do this from time to time, and you're you're very patient with me, and I appreciate that. But uh, um, something to to just kind of kick a little more sand in that face is why I don't like sand. Why why do folks worship George Lucas so much in retrospect? Because he created all this. He he was the visionary mind behind Star Wars, for better or for worse. I mean, he was he did he may not have directed uh, Empire and Jedi, but he was part of the writing process. So it was his vision. One through six was George's story to tell. It seemed to me that after two thousand and five, after Revenge of the Sith, that we the fandom had had enough of George Lucas's <laughs> vision. And I feel now that in retrospect with, you we know, didn't know the, how good the, we had it back then. Exactly. And that's <laughs> what I'm trying to say. It's like, I mean, I, I don't know if we can have it both ways, uh, because I, I found this this latter day Lucas worshiping kind of kind of weird. Well, it's it, nostalgic. You also got to remember there are there is a whole generation that unironically loved the prequel trilogy because they grew up on it. That's true. I'm that's fair. Honestly, one of those. Of people. course. Yeah, no, and 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 whatever someone's entry point into a fandom, that's their first thing. Yeah. You know, I mean, I talk about this a lot with regards to Transformers fandom. You know, I hate those Michael Bay movies, but there are some folks of a certain age that that's their entry point, and they're and they're like, dude, that's my G one. I, I I can't help when I was born and when I entered the fandom. I'm like, yeah, you, you're not wrong. Those movies are terrible, but I guess we can be friends. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's a little apples and oranges, but yeah, I just, I mean, cause like I, I've, um, uh, some folks talking about like the, the discarded Lucas outlines for sequels and, and I, I, Bob admitted that that those exist. Oh, sure. Yeah. I'm not doubting their existence, but what I am doubting is their viability. We'll never know. I mean, uh, the, 
as bad as the prequels turned out to be, he had a good idea there. It was just the execution that was bad. True. He just he needed uh, people who weren't yes men. That that was the biggest problem for the prequels. Like nobody told George no or you know yeah, re- seemed, refined his ideas. It seemed like he worked best when he had help or when he had people who yes, could he, flesh out his oh, ideas. Yeah. Yes, he's a great idea man. He's a bad director. Yes. Yeah, I mean and and that's why Empire Strikes Back is so well regarded. It's you you got fucking Irvin Kershner there. Um Academy Award winning director. And so yeah, it's like I I'm not saying that I especially like the sequel trilogy, especially now that it's complete. Again, it's a complete mess. You compare it with any other cinematic trilogy, including like, say, like uh, you mentioned the aliens, uh, uh, the alien trilogy earlier. We talked about like the Matrix trilogy, um, you know, other other ones that have kind of problems in latter um, installments. But there's no other trilogy that I can think of that goes so far to be so disjointed and to actively um, not even contradict itself. Not from like a continuity standpoint. There's a lot of that as well. But it actively undermines itself (laughs) where it's like, you know, the third episode spends so much of its running time apologizing for and backtracking from, you know, the, the, the previous installment. I've never seen anything like that before. It's crazy. Dark Fate did less backtracking than Rise of Skywalker. It's insane. Yeah. 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 I I just, I I don't understand. I'm baffled. So um, I I think we skirted around this um, a little bit earlier, but what, um, Killing Spree, what do you want to see from Star Wars in the future? I'm done. You're you're just tapped out. Okay, cool. Done. The only way I could possibly get back into Star Wars is if Disney gives it back to George Lucas. Because Disney has proven they are not competent with Star Wars. Okay. All right. Fair enough. And they also um, need to apologize for attacking fans who dared criticize these movies. Yeah. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah. And I think that more than any other fandom, um, Star Wars has the most divided fan base, I think. Um, because, I mean, like, we w- to a point where we're attacking each other. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's, I, I mean, it's it's actually united two fronts against one because OT fans and prequel fans, generally speaking, are in agreement. Yeah, this, this trilogy sucks. And whereas uh, I've observed over the years that Disney trilogy apologists have gone out of their way to bend over backwards trying to justify these movies and a- attacking yeah. other fans. Well, see, and, and whereas I, I guess me personally, I find myself in this bizarre middle point because I, I'm i no Disney apologist, but I can't side with the fandom menace. I'm not with you guys because I, I just, I, I... If you're not with me, to, to an then extent, you're my enemy. <laughs> only a Sith speaks in absolutes. Um, I will do it, I must. <laughs> don't do it i have the high ground we're just doing dialogue now that's uh but it's i mean maybe this is another episode to unpack at a different time but it's just like i from my vantage point i don't like the aggression that comes from that I side wouldn't, i wouldn't call it aggression i'm i mean you, you make a, it's, it's, as you've said well, well different people react in different ways yeah 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 and, well and, let me put it this way without us you probably wouldn't have gotten the mandalorian because think about it, if we were quiet, if we were in a total agreement with 
uh, the rest, the Disney apologists, we'd get, we'd be getting uh, Ryan Johnson's sequel trilogy or his, his trilogy. We'd be getting the the Boba Fett movie that got canceled. We'd be getting the Obi Wan movie that got canceled. We'd still be getting movies year after year after Episode Nine. Disney has changed their plans because of that so called vocal minority that doesn't matter. So and my my point is is that we've we're more effective than we were given credit for, and Disney's clearly listening because. And we probably wouldn't have gotten to Mandalorian, but if if we if uh, we were all good consumers, don't you guys dislike the Mandalorian though? No, no, actually, uh, most of the fandom menace loves it. Oh, okay, okay. I, I thought I saw some. Uh, there's there's a handful of episodes that people don't like, but it's uh, it's individual okay. episodes. It's not okay. the whole thing. Ah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. okay. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely it's definitely not perfect, but overall, oh, sure, I, sure. I really like it. That's kind of where most of my like excitement over anything star yeah. wars has come from lately was was more so that show than than this movie gotcha all right so uh do we uh any, any final thoughts anything that we may not have covered uh before um, before we do rankings from, and get out of here just something from henry cavill that i think should be said in concern the the fandom menace and us so-called being toxic okay it is a fan's right mm-hmm. to have whatever opinion they want to have and people are going to be upset because especially when it you're talking about books or games because you're never going to be the exact person who they had in their head or who they played on Witcher 3 for example I don't necessarily consider that toxic I just consider that passionate uh, Henry showed absolute class when he was when that interviewer tried to get him to dig talk, yeah, or, yeah. Uh, take a dig at toxic fans hmm so, and that's how he should should be uh, fans who aren't pleased with your product be, should be handled, not the way Johnson and JJ have done with yeah. attacking fans. Yeah, sure, because that, that really it it comes off as insecure. Yeah, and defensive. Yeah, yeah you're absolutely <laughs> you can't right. Can't take the criticism. Yeah. So yeah, and then in return you lash out at at the very people that should be you that you want yeah, to yeah, consume Dis- your product. Disney yeah, has I get Disney that. has pissed off their core fans, especially the EU fans, when they erased it. These these are your fans that are going to keep Star Wars alive after the normies have had their fill with the movies. Hmm. True. I mean, think of all the years in between Star Wars movies. That the only reason it was kept alive is because the EU people and the core fans who were buying the comics, buying the movies, buying the video games, and all that good stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess. Sorry did did you have something there? Um. Yeah, but it was sort of unrelated. Oh, okay. Uh, but. I, I I just wanted to say that um something I've I, I was was kind of thinking about shortly after seeing um this movie is that uh this sequel trilogy has kind of been the first uh, for me at least and I know that other people have had different older people have had different experiences with this but for me at least this was the first like uh series of of Star Wars movies where like I was already established in the fandom ah. and they were giving me something new uh before it was always like um, whether it was the prequel trilogy or the sequel trilogy, it was like Star Wars is this thing over here, and I, I kind of I came into it because I liked what I what I saw, what I found. Like I I became a fan because of what was there, um, and now as as someone who's kind of part of that fandom uh, for the first time uh, over the past few years that we've been getting this sequel trilogy is like um, is where I feel like I'm getting something new <laughs> i yeah. don't know if that that no. makes sense like this no, is the, that makes perfect sense yeah so like i mean i don't really know what it was i wanted 
but I know that what I got definitely was not it. I didn't want, I didn't want a rehash, and I definitely didn't want something that invalidate invalidates like what I think are the most important parts of uh, like the original trilogy. Because, I mean, I don't know. Just for me, like it, it's really important to me that the way that um, the original trilogy, the way that Return of the Jedi ended, that that matters. Yeah. And I mean, this. It seems like the whole premise of the sequel trilogy was making that not matter anymore yeah yeah because well i mean it's it's to sell toys <laughs> you know and and i mean on a larger scale of course meaning like the new characters the new stuff yeah and i don't know it's so it, i just i mean you kind of got that with the original expanded universe as well where you know i mean they were going back to these same things so many times where it almost made uh, things that happened before almost irrelevant uh, or, or yeah. cheapened it. And, of course, it was for the sake of having more stories to tell. Um, but, I don't know, you just think that that we could have gotten something better. Well, we should have gotten something better. This is the company that brought us the MCU. I, I mean, yeah. you'd think of, of all people that Disney, who probably can spare no expense, who can get the the best the best creative teams available and everything like you you'd think that they could have done a better job on this but it really just ended up being lazy and disjointed yeah and, and i think nobody knew what to do it was like when um it, it's like the um the rich kid that comes in and uh sees a toy that you have and they want it and they can get it because they have all the money it's like i'm going to buy that toy from you and then well, they, they don't value it as much because it costed very little to them. Exactly. And they don't know what to do with it. So it's like they have this very expensive toy that they don't know what to do with. Mm -hmm. And and that um, um, I haven't had a chance to uh, say this anywhere else, so I'm just going to throw it here uh, with, with my toy analogy. Um, that That's what The Last Jedi means to me, is like basically um, – Ryan Johnson is this this smug neighborhood kid that everybody seems to like, comes into your house, breaks all of your toys, and then makes you feel stupid for liking them to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> and that's and that's why I hate that movie. <laughs> uh, anything else before we do rankings? Um I don't I don't think so. I'll probably think of something five minutes from now, but <laughs> for now I think yeah, that was that was, that, that was kind of my um just my overall feeling, my overall thesis statement about this entire, uh, this entire run yeah. of, of movies is like, I just don't like the decisions they've made with the story. Sure. Um, but I guess to kind of put a positive spin on things, it's like the fact, like I, I may not have liked the way that they took any, anything. I may not have liked the decisions they made with the story, but at yeah. least sometimes it was executed decently well in a way that, you know, I at least could have some fun with, even if it wasn't exactly what I wanted, and even if it wasn't like from a an objective standpoint nearly as good as as what I I think the standard is for Star mm -hmm, Wars. Mm -hmm. uh, I I remember when Disney or it was first announced that Disney yeah. bought Lucasfilm, and they they were going to do a sequel trilogy. I remember my my initial thought. I was initially optimistic because again, it, this was the company that was bringing us the MCU. Yeah, not the greatest thing in the world, but you know what. Pretty darn good. Coherent, yeah. Yeah. And I thought to myself, there's no way it could be worse than the prequel trilogy. <laughs> I I think Elizabeth Shaw from Prometheus put it best. 
We were so wrong. <laughs> yeah, the, Disney has managed to make a trilogy of movies that makes the prequel trilogy look like the Lord of the Rings by comparison. I, See, we were right all along. Us prequel <laughs> fans were right. You didn't uh, know that, how you didn't know how good you had it. <laughs> oh, don't don't get me wrong. I think the prequels are still terrible, but they're by comparison. The, you're saying by comparison, the the Disney trilogy is dog shit. I, they're they're like they're not good, but they're more likable somehow. I don't know. It's, it's totally that could coher- just be my nostalgia. There was a talking, coherent but... story, and it ha- at least it was meme worthy. Yeah, it's got that going <laughs> for meme. it. This I don't know. It's just the 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 sequel trilogy has just felt very lifeless. Yeah, I, I, I get some cool visuals though. After all these years, I am amazed that Kathleen Kennedy can fail upwards. <laughs> Well, isn't that usually how it goes at that executive level at that high up? You you got nowhere to fail but up. So, no, it's just how do you take something that's guaranteed the print the print money? Mm-hmm. You take the golden goose and you fuck it in the ass. It is it is very telling how like poorly this movie did compared to everything that came before. Oh yeah, opening weekend this yeah. the the opening weekends have gone down. <laughs> oh yeah, from from uh, installment to the next. And I think I I'm think, gonna be shocked if this thing makes more money than the Last Jedi. I think that even if this movie had been better, like I, I don't know, not to be one of those naysayers who who is is constantly talking down to to, to certain fans who are understandably upset, but like um, I do think that there was a lot of negativity anticipating this movie, and that probably was gonna yes. harm it no matter what. Um, that's well, whose neg- fault is that? Yeah, that's that's negative opinion that that Disney is responsible for because of how they've mishandled things um but yeah i mean it's it's just so telling how disappointing the numbers have been yeah yeah i like that hate the fandom menace all you want just remember disney created us (laughs) they created their monster i can't disagree with that rankings all right so did did you want to rank like all of them or just the sequel trilogy well, I, I well that, that's what I was going to ask. Do we want to just do the saga movies, or do we want to include uh, the spinoffs and leave out television shows? Oh yeah, you got to leave out TV Mandalorian shows. Mandalorian above everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, Rebels above everything. Stop Ooh. it! Stop it! You're not now, even being funny anymore. Now, now you're just trolling. Uh, let's just keep it to nine because I think I think once we start throwing in a solo and a rogue one and and uh, spoilers, uh, rogue one would probably be disproportionately high given my new given my mood yeah me too um so yeah yeah i I would just say let's just go the the labeled episodes no tv shows no spinoffs all right um so um i've got my list i can go first and unless uh when i can do mine off the top of my head uh go ahead empire star wars because i'm one of the only people that still calls episode four star wars i'm that old (laughs) return of the jedi uh, Revenge of the Sith, Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, Rise of, Rise of the, or F- the Force Awakens, mm-hmm. and Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker are tied for last. All right. Yeah, it's really a race to the bottom there. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is. It is. How about you, cool guy, Luke? Do you need more time? How about you go ahead? All right. I haven't actually thought about this in a while, but I'm definitely going to have a different ranking than I had the last time I did it. Yeah, I, and, well, and, and it fluctuates. And and again, the yeah. w- when you start thinking about spinoffs too, that that um, ooh, that reminds me of a closing question I want to ask you guys. But so so my ranking's a little different. Um, actually, quite a bit different. Um, I go Empire, obviously. 
Then I go Return of the Jedi. Then I go Star Wars. And the reason I, I, I've thought about Return of the Jedi a lot recently, that is totally watchable and a lot of fun. Star Wars mm-hmm. gets to be a slog at times. It moves kind of slow and it's, you know, it's it's made with a different sensibility. Um, Definitely. Return of the Jedi feels like a movie made in the 80s. Star Wars feels like a movie made in the 70s. But anyway, I, I just I, I continue. So I go so I go Empire, Jedi, Star Wars, uh Force Awakens, Rise of the Skywalker, Revenge of the Sith, uh Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones. No, wait a sec, sorry. How do Oh yeah, yeah, no, and and uh Last Jedi at the bottom. Okay. So I mean so I mean I, I still kinda put two of the three sequels above the prequels. Actually, if I if I think about this, I I'm I'm going to reverse my five and six order. I'll take a Revenge of the Sith over a a uh, Rise of Skywalker. I'll I'll do that to please those folks. So yeah, so I got so I got yeah Empire Jedi Star Wars Force Awakens Revenge of the Sith Rise of Skywalker Phantom Menace Attack of the Clones Last Jedi. That's me. Okay, cool, um, <laughs> cool. <laughs> he says. So I'd say like. For my favorite, I, it's probably either um, Empire Strikes Back or Return of the Jedi. Uh, for a while, for a while, Return of the Jedi definitely was my my um, top yeah. favorite. Although, honestly, I would say that's mainly like the latter half of the movie. Um, but honestly, I think it's it's good enough to still be at the top of my list. Um, so yeah, I'd say. Uh, Return of the Jedi, Empire Strikes Back, mm-hmm. right up there at the top. Probably would say I like Return of the Jedi better overall. Um, then Revenge of the Sith. Oh. And then um, A New Hope, or Star Wars, Episode Four. You can call it A New Hope. We're not going to judge you. It's fine. And a little we are. A little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, and then, okay, so then following that, I would say... Um, I would say The Force Awakens, yeah. followed by The Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, Rise of Skywalker, The Last Jedi. Wow. Okay. Really mixed them up a little bit. Yeah, there. yeah. Interesting. I think um, that's where I... I think that's that's how I'm feeling about it right now. All right. So since we've discussed rankings before uh, before we get out of here, um, viewing order. Because now, now there's a few different ones. I mean, <laughs> or, or a few different accepted ones what do you think luke i mean i'm i'm definitely a fan of like um like if you're coming at it um for the first time i'm definitely a fan of like watching the original trilogy first yeah and then going back and watching the the prequel trilogy um even though that's not the way that i kind of first experienced it sure um i more or less came into it like in actual order (laughs) um once i actually started paying attention anyway um Because I, I like the idea of of um, getting that kind of mythology with the original trilogy. Because mm-hmm. out of all the move the the um, different trilogies, I think the OT definitely has the most like um, classical mythology feel. Yeah. Um, and then you get a backstory with the the prequels, um, but it it still makes sense, you know. Yeah. Um, and then of course, I mean, if if you want to watch the the sequel trilogy afterward to to feel like nothing that happened before mattered, then go ahead. <laughs> oh man, Luke channeling some of that pickle Rick energy there. That's that's too funny. 
How about you, Killing Spree? with me. Uh, <laughs> four, five, six, that's it. Ah, all right. No, I, I'm being cheeky. Oh, I like it, though. Uh, OT, uh, yeah, o- OT prequels. Don't 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 watch the Disney trilogy. It because it, it it makes one through six pointless. Okay. It actively it, it, it ruins those movies. So what, don't just don't. Interesting. See, I like this. This is a this is an interesting exercise. Uh, for me, it's release order all the way. You know, so that's your OT first. Then you got your your prequels. Then you get a sequel. Then you get a spinoff. Then you get another sequel. Then you get another spinoff. And then you get... I, I think everything um, needs to be watched in order because everything is in one way tangentially or another informed by what was produced before. Like in terms of like Easter eggs and, and nods and references. I mean, like some of these people have their... have. Uh, modified machete orders that includes watching solo first. Could you imagine? And you know, like, so your your first entree to this this large galactic saga is is a story about fuel. Come on, I mean, a lot of Metallica fans there. Give me fuel. Give me fire. Give me that. We're not doing that now. Or, not not or, that many Metallica fans that defend that. Ooh. I like that album, um, but uh, but other folks saying like uh, you know watch Rogue One first before you watch A New Hope, which sounds insane to me, because I mean and, and for the same reason that I think it's insane to watch the movies in episodic order because you don't get hardly any exposition or mythology building of like what the Force is from Van Force works. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So. Um, yeah, anyway, so uh, release order for me. And I, I, so I'm in a couple few Facebook groups of like folks that like are recently uh, have gotten Disney Plus, And it's like, I've never watched any of these movies. I'm liking this Mandalorian thing. Wh- where do I go? And everybody has a different order. They still exist, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's so weird. Um, it, it's very weird. All right, gentlemen. Well, this has been this has been real. This has been fun. It's been real fun. And again, my closing thought on uh, Rise of Skywalker is, I didn't have this much fun bitching about uh, uh, the Last Jedi as I did bitching about the Rise of the Skywalker. So for at least that, that kind of gives me <laughs> what I want. Um, That's why we do this, isn't it? Pretty much. So. Um, so, Luke, uh, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you for taking the time out of your late, late evening at this point. You look like you're ready to go home, my friend. Um, how uh, a little tired. Yeah, I'll bet. Um, so how can folks uh, uh, connect with you on the internets and the social medias, uh, um, including like your... I'd probably your... rather they didn't. <laughs> Very good. Everybody says that. I just I just had a buddy of mine on that he's like, I'd really rather they not. I'm like... The internet's just not a very friendly place like, these I'm days. Like, you're a podcaster, but... Okay, so yeah, but... So I guess failing that, anything that you want to promote? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I was kind of being tongue-in-cheek there. I mean, the truth is I'm not super active on social media or anything. That's for sure. Um, but, like, at least not these days. <laughs> um, I mean... With a name as unique as as mine, I'm probably not that difficult to find. Um, But, like, I I would definitely... uh, Let's see, what do I have to promote? Um, Uncommon Chords is my specialty show on KGRG here. Mm -hmm. Um, 
we're kind of on hiatus right now, but we have been doing some stuff recently. Um, like I just, I just recorded an interview with um, a band from British Columbia. Uh, they also came and played a, a live session in the studio. Oh, nice! So. Um, even with the show not going on, we were able to put that together. And so um, that will probably be posted up on uh, both KGRG's and um, Uncommon Chords uh, social media pages. I haven't quite haven't quite gotten that whole thing uh, uh, through post-production yet. But um, oh, okay. yeah, so um, I mean, Uncommon Chords, we have uh, a Facebook page, we have a Twitter, we have an Instagram um, I think if you just search either Uncommon Chords or Uncords KGRG, you can find it, find us on those platforms. Okay. Um, of course, you know, check out KGRG FM and, uh, the, the, the station that pretty much has made this possible. Um, literally can, we're using their gear. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. You can find, uh, you can find them on 89.9 on your FM dial. If you live within a dozen <laughs> miles of Auburn, uh, you can also download the KGRG FM app. There it is. Uh, on your, your smartphone device. Um, we are both Android and Apple friendly, uh, or find us online at KGRG.com. You can, can stream all our music. So if you're, if you're a fan of of today's rock um definitely check it out can i still stream on like iheart and tune in and maybe a couple of those other streaming sites yes yes you can i haven't done that for a while so i kind of forgot about it but ah, very good. but we're on those platforms as well so we're pretty legit like that <laughs> very good and and it's today's rock and again it's it's radio for the kids by the kids in our cases of all ages Mm-hmm. Anyway, all of that, that, all that wild music. <laughs> there it all is. All that so, loud shit. So that, so that's that's the KGRG gospel. Uh, Killing spree as always. Uh, this is uh It's it's always a rarefied pleasure to pod the cast with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. He's like, I want to go home. <laughs> Sick of your shit. You're fucking obnoxious. I know. I, I appreciate you putting up with me. Uh, how can folks get in touch with you on the internet if they want to, as the kids say, at you about your scalding hot takes? Do they? <laughs> <laughs> I've said a lot of stuff on your show, and I've never gotten flack for it. You know, I say all kinds of dumb shit on my show, too, and nobody seems to call me on I, I don't know if anybody's listening. Um, I think there's a certain level of like fame to be at where, like, that's probably where you want to be, where, like, people who... People will pay attention to you if they like you, but if they yeah. don't, they probably just don't care about you. Well, and and <laughs> and real talk, like there 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 are some podcasts that I listen to that like I'm like, ooh, that's a scorching hot take. Well, when I'm not driving, I I I'm gonna I'm gonna write them an incendiary <laughs> tweet, and I get back to my computer, I'm like, what was I gonna tweet at them about? I don't know. I I don't even remember. So I I would imagine that a lot of this stuff that we say is probably in that category. I yeah, I was I, gonna say like I know you got a fair amount of more progressive minded uh, listeners, and I've said my more more than fair share of stuff that you know, that would melt some snowflakes, and yeah, I have got nothing for it. I don't think I matter you. that much. But if I do matter to you, you can at me at late night death. Yeah, uh, on Twitter. Yeah, on Twitter. So yeah, and and but I, you've got fans also because like uh, like I was just texting with uh, with some buddies of mine, and it was like I'm like yeah, so I saw that Rise of the Skywalker, um, and it's a movie, 
And and they're like, oh yeah, you're going to talk to Killing Spree about that, right? And I'm like, yeah, dude, you know it. So, um, so yeah, I mean, so 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 He's practically some, your co-host. At well, this are point. they fans oh, or are they just hate listening? It could or, like Don Imus style, or maybe they hate listening. Oh, R.I.P. By the way, um, better DJ than Howard Stern. Ooh, that's a that's a scorcher of a hot take. Um, you're not entirely wrong. All right, let, and and on that note, let's get the hell out of here before uh, before we burn down like a like a Tie Fighter full of coaxium. May uh, the force be with you. <laughs> and that will do it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to listen to our past shows, subscribe on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Like, share, rate, and review the show. It really does help. Five stars, please. Mike Seibert Radio is produced by our good buddy Dave Sanders. My name is Mike. I'm Killing Spree. I'm Cool Guy Luke. <laughs> this has been Mike Cyber Radio, and until next time, make good choices. McClunky. <laughs> Thank you, I appreciate that. McClunky. Let's get the fuck out of here. You've been listening to the Mike Seibert Radio Podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching at Mike Seibert Radio. Email us at MikeCybertRadio at gmail.com. The spelling on that, of course, is S-E-I-B-E-R-T. Call into the voicemail hotline at 231-224-MIKE. Once again, that's 231-224-6453. Special thanks to Michael Geisler for our theme music. For more like it, check out ByDoorMusic.com. This has been a Mike Seibert Radio production. I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> he's he's uh, having difficulties with his. Or no, I should I should do my tally voice. I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> yeah, that'll that'll I, I work. I love that. It's kind of my new favorite thing. You should watch this last season of South Park. Tally's great. All right. <laughs> Say fuck the Chinese government. <laughs> and, and now I have my post episode stinger. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're recording it now? I am just getting levels, but yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, now I've got all this. <clears throat> okay. like, Cast it into the fire. Destroy it. <laughs> no. This audio is gold. Oh, this But she refused. <laughs> oh my gosh. So that's a... Uh, so this is a thing that's happening. <laughs> oh, I didn't even check the level on that. My <laughs> Who's a clunk? I can't concentrate. We're going to be here all night. This is amazing.